0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Story
2: in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to the Net Live with Barney. You didn't
3: win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Rouchay. I have a great thighs.
4: It's the Net Live right now.
0: It's
3: my breakfast right now, Jeremy. Is it delicious? Trying to finish up here with cream cheese and pumpkin bagel. You know, every time I hear that statement that I made, it sounds worse. Every, every week it's like, ugh, ugh. That's not even what I teach my nine-year-old, you know, on football field. Like, guys, I don't care if we win. It's just how we play. And then I got to listen to that every Monday. Is Brandon Rosenthal 615? He is. Is he already calling into the show? Yeah, he's, he's, he's on. Super eager? Oh, no, he's on for, for two episodes or two parts of the show today. Huh. This, this is a show today. Big time. Man, we, last week I was listening to the beginning of the show. We promoted it like it was just going to be no volleyball, screw around, play some music show. And then all of a sudden. John Spraw, like, like the, the light from above. <laughs> all of a sudden, ah, John Spraw comes down out of the heavens and saves our program. Fabulous job. Yeah, you should have listened last week because you could have heard John Sparrow. You can go back and listen on iTunes right now. You can also stream it on demand off of Volleyball Magazine's website. Thanks to them for hosting that. You can stream it off of there anytime and listen to John Sparrow in all his volleyball geniusness. What was the F-O-P-A-C? Fresh off the plane. And customs. (laughs) (laughs) We have a good show planned for you today. You mentioned that Brandon Rosenthal is already in the queue. That is because... The 2013 Division I Women's Volleyball Championship bracket has been announced. It was announced yesterday. Eager anticipation from volleyball fans everywhere. Last I checked, the page on Volley Talk had gone 27 pages in just a couple of hours about who got in, who didn't get in, and we have the brackets here. Today we're going to have brackets two ways. It's kind of like scallops two yeah, ways. Confused way. Oh, you gave me two brackets for... now. I got it. Yeah, it's yep. brackets two ways. Yep. We will do it first of all on merit. We will call it on merit, and who we think will make the final four, and who we who we think will get to the championship match. Then we will do it based on mascots, and really that's the more fun <laughs> one. So, really, why I showed up today. So we're going to pick our brackets in, in a little while. We're going to pick them after College Volleyball Weekly. Okay. First, we're going to discuss who got in, who did not get in. We have Brandon Rosenthal calling in for that right now. We're going to go through the bracket. We're going to look at it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get Deb in on the conversation with College the Weekly, along with Brandon again, to talk about first-round matchups, who we think might go on a run, and we're, then we're going to pick our brackets two ways. We'll pick legit first. We'll pick mascot second. So you've been warned now. Print your bracket out. Get it in front of you, and get a friend. You've got to get a friend for this. If you're getting this via iTunes, get a friend. Go through the mascot one with your friend. You can pick the regular one on your own, but pick the mascot one with a friend because you need someone to debate whether Wolves can defeat uh, a Minuteman, if it's Minutemen or Minuteman, or a Cardinal. Like Stanford. They have no chance. They're the Cardinal. They're going to get mauled in the first round. Who who can the Cardinal play first round? They play Hampton. Unless Hampton is like the Bullfrogs, I don't think the Cardinal has much of a chance of getting out of round one. (sighs) Period. Um, Can I... For the real challenge, can I not participate to, like, the regionals or the semifinals? No, you got to pick them anyway. I have no idea. It's okay. The first round. Well, then pick the seeds. Just get to, it's all top seeds for me. Pick your top seeds. That's fine. I think on the national <laughs> show, somebody told me that, I haven't watched it, I haven't recorded, uh, somebody told me that Maria Taylor picked, basically, th- picked the top four seeds to go to the final four. Come on, really? Playing it safe. No upsets? Maria, Playing it safe. Maria, I like you. Come on. Pick something. Yeah, have a little courage. Throw something out there like the line from The Wizard of Us. Sorry. Rosenthal's texting me Hampton. I know they play Hampton, but I don't know what their mascot is. I've got to look it up. All right, so here's what we have for you on the program today. Uh, we have that bracket challenge two ways. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll have the college fall weekly. We'll have an LA Auto Show report for those that want to be in on that. Nice. <laughs> I was there this weekend. Uh, we do have Liz Kritza of Colorado, head yeah. coach at Colorado, coming on. They are back in the tournament. i got to check back and see when the last time was Colorado made it in. Uh, I'm betting it was quite a few years ago, but it certainly hasn't been since they joined the Pac-12, three years ago. This is their third year in the Pac-12. They are in the tournament, so we thought we would talk to Liz Kritza of the bus. Congratulations to the Hampton Lady Pirates. Lady Pirates. Lady Pirates. Huh. Pirates and a Cardinal. There are several of the Pirates. I assume they have swords, some sort of skimtar or something. Pirates win that one. Yeah, but even, we'll even though they have one eye, I mean, the Cardinal might be able to operate out in the periphery. You know what I like about Hampton's website? It's underneath Hampton University. It says "the" in darker, bolder letters. Yes, standard of excellence. Though the the standard. oh, yeah, like the it. Ohio State University. Yeah, I love it because there might be another. Yep. Because there, there is no other standard of excellence other than the one displayed at Hampton. For sure, good and congratulations to them. Are pirate? Do pirates exude excellence? Let's think. I mean, if you're a good pirate. Okay, I suppose you could be a good pirate, yeah. but... It, and what kind of pirate, pirate, are, we pirate are we talking? Is pirate excellent? Are talking Johnny Depp? <laughs> are we talking Captain Ron or Captain uh, Pete? What was the movie with uh, Tom Hanks about the Somali pirates? The Somali pirates? Oh, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips, not Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ron. <Wasn't> it? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of movie references in my head right now. Sorry. All right. Brandon Rosenthal, since 2006, last time that Colorado was in the tournament. That's a good long drought right there. A good long drought. But I think Eric Soldman was probably still there with uh, I.M. Pay. I.M. Sure. P.E. Pay. P.E.U.? Mm-hmm. No, P.E.U. Yeah. is somebody else. Mm-hmm. Is it P.E.U.? I can't remember. Let's bring Rosenthal in and talk about this bracket. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. Oh, He's gone. So literally, I go, I click on the thing, and he's gone. Rosenthal, get back in here. Jeez. Lame. Give you your auto show report real quick. I he was obviously, the was, auto he show. obviously heard over going right to him, and he hung up the phone. Yeah, I don't understand why he does that. He'll be back. Tell yeah. us about the auto show. The auto show was, it was fun. My wife had not been to the auto show Ever. with us uh, when she was a kid, maybe, years and years ago, mm-hmm. but not in the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. And she didn't know there were regular cars there, because we've been going with my mom and the kids last few years. All we ever bring home is pictures of exotics and like, the, the aftermarket hall where they have the Lamborghinis and everything. Yeah, done because up. you're not going to take photos of the Ford Focus and be like, ooh, look at the Ford Focus. Yeah. No. L- look at this. Yeah. Standard vehicle. Mm-hmm. So we went and we test drove a bunch of stuff. I really want to get my truck, whatever truck I end up with, I want it in flat pearl white. Interesting. Flat pearl white is a awesome color. Is your wife going to let you park it in the garage because that thing will be dirty every week? <sighs> not pearl, though. White. It's white. Yeah, white it doesn't show dirt like black. Black is a mess. Okay. I had a black car. We'll talk about it after Looks you get your awesome. We'll talk about it after you get your I have a white Prius. <laughs> which also is But dead. it is in the garage though. It's in the garage currently, yeah. Yeah. We might have to swap who's in the garage. Although my twenty two foot truck is not going to fit with my entertainment cool. center I built in the garage. <laughs> All right. Let's bring Rosenthal back in. There's your auto show report. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> exactly. Rosenthal you gonna stick with us this time?,
4: what's happening? just 'cause you again you hang up on me at the last second and then you blame it on me i mean it, it's perfect
3: our technology how am I supposed to respond I don't know what you're talking about
4: we have the how am I supposed to respond to it
3: you're not I don't know where Rosenthal is. he calls us and then hangs up on us What a jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: we we blow enough smoke up your arse all the time you're on this program giving us good information about the NCAA women's side of the game, so we don't need to build you up any further. You're you're plenty built up.
4: Yeah, I know. Hey, this guy sucks at picking. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> hey, but come on on. Hey Rosenthal, we need this information. I need you to get this person on.
3: Ah, he sucks. Did I mention the hissy fit that my co-talent threw on Friday night on my uh, broadcast? This is now a hissy fit on Monday that my talent is throwing on TV. This is good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Brandon show Rippen's was cult. good last night. I, I thought
4: I thought it was good.
3: the the show the Pick'em Show the ESPN Show.
4: I thought it was good.
3: Okay, I haven't watched it. Yet. I taped it. I have not had a chance to view it yet.
4: I thought uh, Maria Taylor did a nice job up until, and you nailed it, up until the point where uh, she picked all the favorites, which, you know, again, I understand it, but give us a little bit more insight as to why you're picking all the favorites. Her pick was Penn State to win it all, which is, I think, a phenomenal pick. I think Penn State is playing as well as anybody right now in the country that had on Russ Rose and uh, Jarrett Elliott. Uh, both gave good interviews. Love to hear uh, Russ get a little bit more colorful, but I'm not sure that's uh, ready for ESPNU. But, Might not uh, be
3: good for TV.
0: <laughs> no,
4: but I love listening to that guy talk. Uh, all hands on deck when he goes when he goes live.
3: I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to go back and, and review that because I would like to hear from those guys as well. Uh, let's look at this bracket here. But first of all, talk, let's talk about who didn't get in. There have been a lot of discussions out there. I've read quite a few discussions. I've had a lot of discussions with people about UCLA in particular. And this is, again, not me cheering against UCLA. They just happen to be my whipping boy this year for a case not to get in the tournament. A lot of people felt like UCLA would still get in in spite of the fact that they went three and seven in their last 10 matches. They lost three of their last four all home matches and they looked terrible against USC. It's one thing to get beat by one of the top teams in the nation. It's another thing to get absolutely slaughtered. And that's what happened to UCLA. And yet still people were surprised. They did not get in or disappointed. They did not get in. It seemed like that was an obvious no on UCLA and the committee went with a no. Do you think that was the right decision? Here's the problem, or not the problem, however you want to look at it. Um,
4: They took Colorado at RPI of 54, and I believe UCLA's RPI was 45. So now you're comparing two teams within the same conference and pretty much Everything else was r p i driven uh you take a look at arkansas you take a look at l s u two teams that um, <clears throat> have a couple questionable losses but make it into the tournament because of where their r p i is so uh interesting that they chose that I think it's probably the right decision uh I know How you play in the last ten matches is very good. How you play in the last five matches is even more important. And uh, I'm sure the committee took a look at that. I think Colorado's got some, you know, quality wins on their schedule.
3: Um, You know, I think... Go ahead. Let's be clear about this, because Colorado is three games clear, not one or two, three games clear of UCLA in Pac-12 play. They are nine and eleven. UCLA is six and fourteen in their own conference. No, and and that's why they got picked.
4: I mean, there's no two ways about it. You know, I think that the if you look at some of the other conferences, you know, uh, I don't know if to be honest with you, I don't know if you're hearing many people out there that are complaining about UCLA not getting in, other than the fact that it hasn't happened. You know, UCLA, I'm not real sure. I think they've made almost every tournament, if not all of them, uh, pretty close to all of them. So,
3: 1996 is the only other time they have not been in.
4: Yeah, I mean, so you you're dealing with that. You're dealing with the idea that UCLA, when you conjure up that, obviously won the national championship a couple of years ago, um, and you you talk about women's volleyball, obviously UCLA comes to the top of anybody's list, even if they don't know anything about the sport. So when you when you think about that, then yeah, sure, it's it's surprising, but I don't know when you look at it further, how much you know, how, I don't know. I'd be interested to
3: talk with. Uh, Uh, Sealy
4: to see what uh, he has to say.
3: Well, I I talked to Dave Rubio about this a while back, and he told me he thought nine teams would get in from the Pac-12. I told him that if that happened, I would owe him some drinks, and I will be paying up in Seattle because nine teams from the Pac-12 got in. But to take UCLA, you would have to have taken 10. If you were still going to take nine, you would have to have taken UCLA over... The two teams that are closest to them, Utah, Colorado is three games clear, Utah also three games clear, Arizona two games clear of UCLA, and UCLA lost to both those teams in the last five matches of the year at home, lost to ASU, lost to Utah. And one of the things I kept hearing was, well, and this comes up every year with the Strong Conferences, if you took this team, whatever team it happens to be that you're at the bottom of the Pac-10, or Pac-12, or the Big Ten, whichever, it's always, well, if they played in the SEC, if they played in the WCC, if they played in the Big West, if they played in the the Big East, wherever, they would dominate. My problem with that argument is that you as a recruiter, you as a school and a program, have the benefit of selling that conference, selling the probably better athletic facilities you have because you are in that conference. You have all those advantages. So these teams want to reap those advantages, yet never pay the price on the back end of You have all these advantages, yet you were unable to perform against the talent in your conference. So at some point around 8, 9, or 10, I start to say, these teams aren't worthy. You've got to bring somebody else in from another conference. I don't care if this team would dominate in some other conference. They don't recruit in that conference. So you have to pay the price for the, the benefit of your conference. Does that argument hold any weight? No. No.
4: It doesn't, sure. and, and then sure. that's so where we think yeah, UCLA, no.
3: Conference, they're going to dominate, but they have all the recruiting advantages of UCLA, and they dominate your conference. That's okay.
4: Are you asking does it, or are you asking my opinion on it? Because does it carry any weight? Opinion. No, it doesn't. <clears throat> I want your okay. The system as it's in place right now, is strongly uh, RPI-driven, whether you want to call it that or not. You know, Unfortunately, it's the only ranking system we have. Now, the RPI was established, I believe, for basketball back in the days, and basketball and volleyball are two different sports, and wins and losses are different in those sports. So they're taking a model uh, and using it for different sports, and it doesn't necessarily match up. So it, it, it's hard, you know. <clears throat> if you take a look at the SEC, the SEC tremendously benefited from Missouri's success this year, okay? And what okay. Had happened is you've, you've got teams that are sub-500 in the SEC, which had a great year RPI-wise, but you're you're asking the same things. I think personally I think it would benefit the NCAA and the sport of volleyball to take other teams. You know, and I think that you've got to have you know, I go back to it, you've got to have a five hundred record in your own conference. That would be my stipulation. I don't care okay. how good your conference is or what not. If you're sub five hundred, you're not eligible. That would make it now out.
3: the last team that was eligible from the Pac-12, that would be six teams from the Pac-12 this year.
4: But again, if you can't get it done in your own conference, then so be it. I mean, there's going to come a point in time, if you take a look at how many teams were taken, you've got nine teams from the Pac-12, you have eight teams from the SEC, uh, I believe you have eight the teams knowledge. from the Big, the Big Ten, and t- uh, four from the Big Twelve. So you've got, you know, pretty close to half the teams, you know, from four conferences out of 330 schools. Now, I just, you know, I think some of what makes the NCAA basketball uh, tournament so special is the Cinderella stories. I think you take some of that opportunity for some of the Cinderella stories, you know, uh, that you don't get a chance. You know, teams like Xavier, who had a, a great year, who was in the mid, you know, in the low 50s, RPI-wise, they don't get a shot. St. Mary's doesn't get a shot. Um, you know, so it, there's definitely, uh, you're seeing it more and more. I, I kind of had a, a, an idea of this coming into it, that the BCS uh, of the world would rule. And, you know, there's, I don't know.
3: If you, you had to be 500 in conference, Michigan State would have been the last team selected out of the Big Ten, and that would have been seven teams out of the Big Ten.
4: Okay, so you know, seven teams is a good representation. If you are number seven and have 500, you know
3: that's a great representation. It's, nothing, it's not It's not a this,
4: knock on the. Uh,
3: don't you think some of this would th- be TV driven too? For football yeah, and basketball. Yeah, but I though, was going like, to say if, uh, but people also like you UC, see. Obviously, UCLA didn't make it, but if you see UCLA's name and they're on TV, you're like, oh, I might check them out because I know that school. If you have little sisters of the poor, you're probably not going to turn it on. They're pretty good though. <laughs>
4: they just play Ohio State. <laughs> that's a that's an obscure reference to Gordon Gee, the former president <laughs> of Ohio State. Neither of you got that, because you you guys don't watch football. What about Jeremy's question? Uh, Yeah, I I think it's uh, legitimate. I think, you know, more than anything, it's just reputation. You know, are you going to take a a UCLA, or are you going to take Xavier? I mean, uh, obviously, UCLA is a much sexier name than Xavier, and that's no disrespect to the Musketeers. Uh, But, you know, when it comes to College athletics. I mean, you've got the best in you know college athletics. UCLA. No other you know no other school has won more championships than UCLA. So tough call. I think that uh, the committee did a uh, I would say a pretty good job though this year. I I, I don't have too many arguments. You know I would right. like to see more teams. You know, but we've already gone over that.
3: Okay, so let's let's get off the committee and their selections because yeah, very very little discussion of the actual selections. Only a couple of teams left out, I think fewer than in years past when it comes to discussion. There are some interesting notes when it comes to selections. You mentioned the eight from the SEC, nine from the PAC-12, a record. Only two from the WCC this year after six last year. That's quite a swing. It is, and like I said, St. Mary's is
4: kind of the outside looking in. You know, that's a tough one. Obviously, Pepperdine had a down year this year. Uh, you know, so when you have a a, a uh, an opponent like Pepperdine who is predominantly in the top half, when they're having a bad year, the whole conference suffers because um, their RPI points don't count as much. So, again, it becomes a math problem more than anything.
3: Yeah, and it was interesting. I heard when I went to the USC-UCLA match, we were talking with some of the coaches about the RPI and the fact you could actually lose a match and move up in the RPI it's, it, because it is a math equation based on how other teams have done against other teams. It's a very interesting thing, and we could spend a whole show on it just by itself. But, but I wanted to get onto one thing that, that there was some criticism about, and that is maybe the creativity and the arrangement of some of these brackets when it comes to things like North Carolina and Cal, This is becoming basically a rivalry match. Yeah. um,
4: I think this is the fourth time in five years uh, that they've played. It's interesting more than anything because they both have to travel to Wisconsin. So, you know, if they were two schools that were somewhat close to each other, I could understand it, but obviously you can't really get any further apart from each other. Uh, Maybe than Miami and Seattle. Um, but yeah, it's somewhat disappointing because I think, uh, as the schools, you know, and as the student athletes, you know, they've seen this before. It's, I don't want to say it's not, it's not exciting, but to get the same team over and over again like that, you know. When you look at the bracket and and you say, okay, hey, we're going to send you to Wisconsin, okay, North Carolina and Cal, that sounds like a good matchup. To me, you know, there is some of that, okay, what did we do last year? What did we do the year before that? You know, boom, let's go ahead. You know, Penn State and LIU Brooklyn, Uh, same thing. They've played, it seems like, a thousand times, and Yale is always stuck, you know, in that same – deal. Right. Yale gets um,
3: Utah on the top half of that one. Yeah. So <clears throat> things
4: like that. Um, you know, I'm sure the group going to Hawaii is pretty pumped. I think it's an interesting, uh, group to say the least. You've got Idaho state, Arizona state, BYU, um, uh, all going to Hawaii, um, you know, which is going to be phenomenal for the crowds because I think, uh, you know, it's it's going to be awesome, you know. Um, interesting that the schools, you know, that they pick to go to Hawaii. You have no California schools, the closest to Hawaii. So,
3: but I guess yeah, but it, I think they probably consider anything anything west of the Mississippi you, you could <laughs> do, or maybe it's attached to the Rocky Mountains because Idaho State is not that far, and BYU is not that far from from us here on the West Coast as sure. far as possible matchups
4: yeah I'm trying to think there was another matchup. Uh, I was just looking at this uh, at the bracket here. There' was another matchup that has played out quite a few times. Uh, give me one second here.
3: Hey while you're looking for that, I, I thought one interesting interesting thing the committee did was finally Penn State does not have a complete walk. Uh, they will have to face Utah, who I think is a dangerous foe, and then they have Stanford in their half. so in the quarterfinal they will actually have to face uh, probably Stanford. That's uh, I'm guessing who will come out of that group or perhaps a Minnesota, but they get a, a tougher road to the final, I think, than they've had in years past if we were to go back through the brackets. Is that is that an accurate statement?
4: It is, but some of that is just how it fell as far as the rankings go. You know, they take the top 16 teams and seed them. So if you're number seven, obviously you're going to be paired up on the opposite part of number two. Um, so, you know, some of that is just, again, uh, if you want to call it dumb luck or whatnot, um, you know, what's interesting is, you know, Southern Cal and Stanford kind of flip-flop. Uh, I I thought uh, Stanford would be at 6 and Southern Cal would be at 7, so, you know, kind right. of interesting there. But, you know, I don't know if that makes any difference. They're both Pac-12 schools. So, uh, you know, at that point, you've got to play somebody. And when they rank, you know, when they give the top 16 seeds, you know, the pairings like that, um, you know, it's pretty easy to kind of look at and, you know, figure out. You know, I think some of the interest. No, and, and as we go through this, I think some of the interesting matchups, you know, are, are good matchups that, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, Marquette-Louisville should be a great matchup. Marquette and are, is they're playing extremely well right now. Uh, and see, you know, going up against our friend Ann Cordes uh, and see what uh, happens there. That should be a great matchup. Obviously, the North Carolina-Cal matchup. Uh, North Carolina having one of the best seasons they've had in, in quite some time going up it against the Cal team.
3: Cal is a team that's beat up right now. Adrian Geehan's having an ab problem. I think that's an issue she tried to play the other night, only played a part of the time. I think that their their lineup's been thrown a bit of a disarray. They're kind of a wild card to me.
4: I think one pod that, uh, you know, is really a great matchup for everybody is this Georgia versus American, College of Charleston versus Duke. Um, You know, College of Charleston, who takes on Duke, has Darcy Dorton, who transferred from uh, Penn State. And, uh, you know, any one of those four could win that and and find themselves in the Sweet 16, uh, which is awesome. You know, I think that that, that's a, a fun thing. Uh, for the tournament. I think San Diego uh, going up potentially against Nebraska would be a fun matchup. Somebody asked me last night, do I think that San Diego can compete against Nebraska? And I said, absolutely. Um, You know, I I think that that's – now, the tough part is uh, I believe that would be in Nebraska itself. So that uh, that might make things a little tougher, you know. But the potential, you know, the potential to have Texas and Nebraska in Lincoln, you know, to go to the Final Four is is awesome. You know, so I, I think all in all, there, the committee did a nice job. Um, I think the pairings themselves were, you know, pretty well played out. You know, things like sending Moorhead State to Illinois instead of Kentucky. Uh, is, is good, you know. Morehead State already played Kentucky this year, so I think that uh, you know the opportunity to have somebody at a different place. You know, Louisville has already been you know to Kentucky. So in years past, they have sent those teams to the same place, and you know I think they did a nice job of doing that. I think you know the the committee is hampered by the rule of you know how far do they travel? Um, you know, I think that there's a, a good amount of travel this year, so. Uh, all in all, I'm pretty excited about it. There's, you know, some things going on and, uh, you know, some of the, you know, right out of the gate the Kansas-Wichita State. I mean, Kansas is at a great year, and to get Wichita State is going to be tough. You know, uh, Wichita State beat Kansas at Kansas last year to go to the Sweet 16. So that will be a little bit of a rematch. Um, you know, obviously – Hawaii and BYU are the potential of, uh, you know, that's, that's gonna be fun too. Uh, you know, both have good, great crowds, so if both of them can get past their first round opponents, um, you know, that would be a great matchup. Uh, Colorado State and Cal State Northridge, both having tremendous years. Colorado State just losing their first match uh, just the other day of the season. Um, should be fun and then you know on the other side, I think this is probably one of the toughest ones Missouri getting the four seed and getting Purdue in their same bracket uh, you know they 're going to be tested right away, Missouri. Uh, and and if there's people out there that still question how good Missouri is, I think Purdue is a formidable opponent in in size-wise. I think there's two differing styles there, Missouri running a little bit faster pacing and spreading the floor uh, against a very physical Purdue team.
3: Uh, So you're picking Purdue to get by Central Arkansas. I didn't even hear Central Arkansas get in the argument there. I didn't, Uh,
4: and and Central Arkansas, we have played them in the past. They're a scrappy bunch. Um, I think that uh, Purdue will get by them. And then IUPUI, the Jaguars, and and Steve Payne, who is making his first trip uh, to the tournament, Um, I think, again, another great year by them, but uh, I think Missouri uh, is going to take
3: that one. All right. Well, I, I tell you what, we'll get more predictions and stuff from you later. We need to take a, a, a quick break from the College of Volleyball bracket to talk to one of the coaches, so we're going to do that, and uh, we'll get you back for College Volleyball Weekly. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Cool. Thanks, Brandon. Bye. The Net Live here on a Monday. We are having a good time hanging out. Jeremy's surviving the Cats, although just barely right now. He's uh, he's struggling with allergies. We've got these two new fur balls running around the house. It's cra- crazy. Like I usually... It doesn't really affect me this much, but your cast must, must lay on this desk and this chair the entire time I'm not here. Yeah, that desk is not uh, anywhere near the chair, perhaps. Uh, I blame you. All right, it's my fault. We'll be right back. We have Liz Kritza of Colorado join us here on the show. First time back in the tournament since 06.
0: The best college volleyball in the country is coming to Seattle, and you'll want to be there up
1: close to take in all the action.
2: It is definitely all. Awesome.
1: The best way to see it is to experience it live at the 2013 NCAA Division I Women's Volleyball Championship, December 19th and 21st at Key Arena in Seattle, hosted by the University of Washington and the Seattle Sports Commission. Affordable ticket prices now available. Go online at NCAA.com slash volleyball and reserve your seats today.
0: Yeah,
3: had no chance of this, Jeremy. Sorry, it's new. It's from Despicable 2 soundtrack. Sorry, you have seen kids Despicable yet. Me. No, I Despicable haven't seen me. that. My kids, for some reason, they don't like films. It's weird. I <laughs> want to make sure we say congratulations to Kyle Robinson, LIU Brooklyn, for getting in the tournament, and sorry about your first round loss. Because they get Penn State. Yeah. But... So, sorry about that. Let's, uh, let's bring in our guest today. Our next guest took over the Colorado program four years ago. They hadn't been in the tournament in a little while because it had been since 2006. And worse yet, she was forced into the Pac-12, thrown into the Monster Conference. Finally this year, her Colorado Buffaloes began to deliver. Huge wins at home. I remember the one with over Washington that kind of started it all. They've been duking it out in one of the top conferences all year long. She started out at Tulane before moving on to Colorado, and they are headed to the tournament for the first time, and they will face off with Iowa State. Uh Uh-oh, Cyclones. Cyclones and Buffaloes, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Mascot Challenge. Please welcome to the Net Live, Liz Kritza. Liz. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, we're good. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, boy, it had to be an interesting Sunday for you guys. What did you do as a team? Did you guys get together, or did you watch separately? What was the plan for the selection show?
2: Uh, we got together actually at this great place. It's called Fate uh, Brewery and Grill. Uh, kind of the guys that sponsor our pregame meal. They wanted to do something for us, but since we were uh, having dinner on pins and needles, we decided to keep it pretty small. So our video guys came over, captured it, um, and I'm glad that we did. So regardless of how it went, our team decided to watch it together because I mean, it is, I think, like you mentioned, something pretty, pretty important for us because we hadn't been that, you know, that hadn't been in the tournament for some time now. So. We had some fun celebrating for a few minutes and then had to get right back to work because our draw is pretty tough.
3: Yeah, it's funny. You get that celebratory moment, then you you look up and realize, "Uh uh-oh, I have a lot to do. (laughs) How does your your preparation change for the tournament different than a normal season match?
2: Well, you know, the biggest thing I think is just the difference in time. You know, most of my staff was here working late last night getting video exchanged. And, you know, it's funny, our director of ops, I looked over at her during dinner, and uh, there was this obviously great excitement. And then I think it just hit her like, oh, my God, I have so much to do in the next 12 hours to get ready. (laughs) Because we're going to head out hopefully as early as Wednesday and get situated up in Minnesota. And, you know, we just have to turn our our scouting over very quickly and get our team prepared. So, you know, within our own league, we were playing – Sometimes on a Wednesday, Saturday, or a Thursday, Sunday, and you have a little more prep time in between, but right now it's more like pre-conference where you've got to go back and prepare for a handful of teams um, and then refine those as you're getting through that first round.
3: Yeah, and I wonder, with the difference between pre-conference and conference, you guys kind of get in that rhythm, not only with the amount of days that are available, but the type of preparation that goes on and what you know about your opponents. It seems like a totally different challenge to have to step back into that non-conference schedule and really try and figure your opponent out quickly. What can you guys as a staff do to impart that information to your kids about a team that you really haven't thought about at all during the year?
2: Yeah, you know, um, the thing that we have to make sure we do, because we're still fairly young, is make sure that we uh, we get them to understand we have to take care of things on our side of the net, regardless of who we're playing. Um, and then as the scouts being refined, you know, good thing for me, I've got um, some really strong assistant coaches. Um, you know, J.T. Wenger takes the lead in our scouting, and, and he's locked in his office right now with papers all around him and um, making sure that he's getting all of our shot charts and our rotations ready and um, that's kind of been his his forte and he's got um, a former player of his who's also a Bruin uh, that kind of knows the system and knows what it takes to go deep into a tournament Ryle Jade's been helping him as well so I'm confident that our staff will have the right information ready to go to our players and we start as as quickly as 1 o'clock this afternoon our time
3: yeah we don't want to leave out Kevin Campbell the only female Kevin I've ever met in the world your other assistant coach
2: (laughs) she loves that, it's Kevin Maureen by the way (laughs) <laughs> she she oh. will appreciate me calling her Kevin Maureen. She, uh, absolutely, she's had significant tournament experience when she was on Russ's bench there at Penn State, and I think that uh, you know, she's the most experienced of the bunch, so she'll be ready to go as well.
3: Wait, now, Kevin Maureen, it says Kevin Campbell here. What's, uh, what's the story there?
2: Kevin Maureen Campbell. They Maureen go, it's, Campbell, pardon me. Yes, because I'm quite sure many a times uh, people just see the Kevin and assume that it's a male name and not a female.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's it's funny to (laughs) finally have uh, another Kevin. Uh, But your team this year, Liz, tell me a little bit about this team, because you guys, I don't know if people really remember, outside the Pac-12, folks that have watched the Pac-12 may have uh, remembered the story of the flooding that went on in the early part of this year and how that affected your team. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that story and about how it played out, and, and in particular for one of your players who was greatly affected by the weather.
2: Sure, it was pretty intense. Um, We were scheduled to play uh, a tournament at Baylor, and literally as we were meeting at our event center to leave, Mm -hmm. uh, floodwaters were, you know, kind of inundating campus and getting into the building. Our our locker room was um, having, you know, water coming in through the ceiling, and it was one of these strange, strange moments where it's like, let's get the heck out of here and get these kids on the road and safe. Um, But what we were doing is we were leaving our own community, our campus, you know, our Surrounding uh, area, you know, Boulder's a beautiful place to live and to go to school. But what was happening was that creek was just completely out of control. Um, and one of our players, Nikki Linda, who's a senior for us, she actually lives in a rural area, just about 20 minutes east of town. Uh, and Boulder Creek runs through their property. Uh, it was a very, really scary time for her family because, you know, they are uh, they board horses and they farm hay and alfalfa, and their whole um, uh, family home and, and livelihood all of a sudden was in jeopardy uh, because the flooding was so intense it was so quick uh, we were actually at the airport ready to leave and uh, my assistants brought her up to me and she was you know pretty emotional and uh, she was worried about her family and not being able to help uh, her mom was there at the the ranch by herself and so we got Nikki out of the airport back home and she pretty much spent two days straight helping her family barricade all of their property to make sure that they mitigated as much damage as possible and they had this like heroic rescue of all of their their horses and animals and it was just amazing because after uh the bulk of the the danger had passed for them i'm on the phone with her obviously trying to to keep up and get updates and then she asked coach can you get me uh can you get me on the next flight so i can come back to the team and to me that's pretty cool you know i As a head coach, my first year uh, when I was at Tulane in New Orleans was when Hurricane Katrina hit, and I've seen some pretty, pretty cool things and some pretty special kids. But you know, I had to I had to share that story with a couple people through Facebook, and it kind of got picked up um, on social media, and the and the local media around here picked it up because literally she came out and jumped on a flight, got there maybe an hour before pregame, and came back uh, to join the team. And, you know, we had a pretty, pretty strong team performance, and I, I would be hard-pressed to say that wouldn't have happened without that little extra inspiration from a kid like that. So uh, it, it was very tough, but turned into something really great for our team this year.
3: Yeah, and you mentioned the fact that you were coaching at Tulane when Hurricane Katrina came through. You then moved your team over to Houston where then Hurricane Rita came through, and now you're in Boulder. You figure, hey, I'm in the mountains. It's no problem. No more water issues at all, and here comes the flood. I wonder, I mean, there's the female, Kevin, is your middle name Noah, by any chance?
2: (laughs) Very funny, very funny. Hey, I can't tell you how many times people have asked, like, Liz, is it just you? What is it with me in catastrophic weather? Um, But it's kind of funny. When we came back from that Baylor tournament, we had kids that were displaced from their apartments for a little bit. Um, We had a group of four that lived in a house that uh, all of their neighbors had about five feet of water and were gutting their basements and whatnot, and... So we went over, um, and my staff kind of helped them clean things up and get everything situated, and they were funny. They stopped in the middle of everything and looked at me and said, Coach, how do you know how to do this? I said, you don't even want to know. I'm like, this is not the first time I've had to gut houses with my players. So I guess that's a good experience.
3: Liz, you had better check Nolens for a uh, voodoo doll of you somewhere that somebody is drowning in a tub. Cause, uh, I know,
2: right? I have to go back to, to my stomping ground there and see who's got it out for me. but. Now, what I do think is that um, pretty resilient, pretty tough, and I think it's permeating to my kids. And I like I like what I see with them. They're they're pretty much able to take anything that life's thrown at them. So shouldn't be any different on the volleyball.
3: You're listening to the Live. We're talking to head coach of the University of Colorado, Liz Kritza, whose team is back in the tournament since the first time since 2006 and the first time as a member of the Pac-12. And I I want to take you back to that, Liz. And joining the Pac-12, this is your third season. Both you guys and Utah and Beth Lanier come in. You're both in the tournament this year. What is the biggest difference between your program today and your program three years ago?
2: Oh, wow. How much time do we have on the show? uh, it's, uh, It's a lot different for us. I mean, when I got here, obviously we were in the Big 12 at the time, and we're just, we were trying to shore up the recruiting, particularly trying to keep some of the in-state kids home, and just really trying to li- raise the level of talent. I mean, every, every coach is everyone that's competing is trying to get the best recruits they possibly can um, to build a program, and that's kind of what the focus of this program had to be for the first few years, because in the leagues we were playing in, you know, you can't you can 't just get a group of, of good kids and hope that that 's enough talent wise um, as far as physical ability, uh, so we really had to make a concerted effort to go out and get some high level high level recruits and to get into some pretty heavy recruiting battles and We finally were able to do that and started getting a couple classes in and then um, once you get those kids in, then you just you kind of have to lock them in a gym and make sure that your training is as efficiently and as properly as you can and then make sure that you're prepared well um because you know not only are we having to have the best the top level of recruits but we're coaching against um the best coaches in the country i believe i mean you know there is no night off people don't necessarily you know make mistakes they know what's going on all the time and everyone is as well prepared if not uh, if not more prepared because there's a little more experience in this league so you know beth and i are kind of kindred spirits in this coming in at the same time and really trying to build our programs um pretty quickly, Uh, and it was funny, after the show last night, we were in touch with each other, and kind of a a fun moment as colleagues, and just wished each other luck, because uh, three years ago, I had a much different team, you know, I've had to continue to recruit uh, higher and higher level players, I've had to upgrade my staff, uh, and it's just part of being in a competitive conference, and trying to build a nationally competitive program, and one that can sustain, so um, I like much better where we are now than we were three years ago.
3: What's been the campus reaction? I know you've only been there just a little while since the show yesterday, but uh, who's come up and talked to you Who from the athletic department, and, and how's the support been uh, on this selection?
2: You know, it's funny. Our, uh, our football team had their banquet at the exact same time that the selection show was happening, so I was keeping in touch with um, our SWA and our sports supervisor, Seal Barry, and our athletic director, Rick George, via text, and we're like, we want to know, a s a p because they obviously couldn 't be watching the show, but um, immediately after we have you know our faculty athletics rep and you know our contacts throughout campus, everybody is aware everybody 's excited, and everyone 's you know pretty supportive here so um, I think that they 're happy because they 're very close to our program they 've seen the struggles they 've seen um, you know those lean years where we haven't been able to put forth as many wins as we'd like. Um, They've also been very helpful and instrumental in meeting with all the, you know, probably dozens of recruits. Um, They're happy to see kind of the fruits of our labor come to fruition here and and be able to get the program back into a spot where I I think it belongs. It's part of the reason why I came here is I wanted to get the program back, you know, to being a tournament team. And then from there, then you have to kind of buckle down, work a little bit harder and keep building.
3: Yeah, what does this mean to you personally as a coach?
2: It means that all those nights I spend in my office are worth it, to be honest. <laughs> it's been interesting because when I first got here, I didn't quite get it uh, that maybe that was going to be my thing, uh, rebuilding programs. Um, and, you know, apparently that's that's kind of the type of person I am. I'll look for that challenge, and um, I'm very happy. I'm happy for all of the kids that have gone through those really tough years because that's not the fun part of building a program. You've got to make some tough decisions. You have to you know, be very, very patient. You've got to deal with ups and downs and disappointments. You've got to, you know, make sure that you're, you know, going to the administration and making sure that you're getting support in all the right areas at the right time. Um, and then when things start coming together, uh, you can kind of just take a deep breath and realize, all right, it was worth it. So. Um, that was kind of a, a sigh of relief that I had last night. But understanding that uh, this was my my project and my plan the whole time when I came here is to get this program back to a on solid footing and to get it to where it had been previously. Because um, I've had some really really good predecessors. I mean, PEIU was here for years and um, was very very successful. So. I mean, he's one of the biggest supporters of the program now, uh, and he, I'm quite sure, will be just as happy. It's just a matter of continuing to build the program now, doing the things that helped us in the last few years get back to the spot.
3: Well, Liz, you've certainly done a good job of uh, not only rebuilding the program but doing so in a tougher conference in one of the top environments that exist for NCAA Women's Volleyball. congratulations on your success so far. Good luck uh, this upcoming weekend when you get to Minnesota it's going to be a lot of fun to watch you guys. haven't seen you this year to watch you in the tournament. Uh, congratulations again, and have a, a, a great tournament experience. Good for those kids, and good for you.
2: Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
3: All right, Liz Kritsa joining us here. Thanks for taking some time, Liz. Back to the video. Don't let JT or Kevin, or JC or Kevin, out of their office <laughs> ever until Wednesday. <laughs> Just aboard the plane. All right, Jeremy. Uh, it's pretty cool to hear hear what that means to Liz. Oh, yeah. To, to do it, to to bring a program back and to do it inside the Pac-12 is huge. A little bit different. She mentioned Beth Lanier. A little bit different than Beth Lanier, who had been, who has been at the helm of her school for 24 years. Yep. And Beth has been to the high level out of her conference, has been into the tournament several times yep. uh, with, that, with that particular team. Liz has this new team she's trying to build up. She ends up in the Pac-12, then has to attack it. It's a a really difficult thing to do, and I I loved it. And did it within in three years. Yeah, inside the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. Some pretty special kids on on that group. Uh, Taylor Simpson, great player on the outside to watch. Her sister plays libero uh, Sierra Simpson. Mm -hmm. So a couple of good players there. Uh, Nikki Lindau in the middle. Uh, That girl can flat out block. Uh, It's funny, when you watch Colorado, if you get a chance to watch this match uh, as they take on in round number one up there in Minnesota, they're going to take on Iowa State. Nikki Lindau is a player that can get into a zone blocking that I think very few players can. And and David Lee is the top example, I think, of a player like that who can get in a blocking zone where all of a sudden David has seen the game in a way that nobody else, he's seen the matrix, and he can put his hands over. And Nikki Lindau, I've seen her a couple times this year, all of a sudden just making moves and stuffing ball after ball. Nice. Pretty cool to watch. Well, I feel like I need to pick Colorado now that we had uh, Liz on the show. (laughs) Hey, everyone's got their own logic for the brackets. You know, everyone's picking the brackets based on one thing or another. Uh, For those that are following Colorado, they did lose to SC in their last match. They played them to a deuce set in the first and then went 14 and 21. They did go down 3-0, but they had a 3-2 victory over Utah in Boulder before that and a victory over... Oregon State before that. In between, they had a loss to Oregon. So if uh, history is any guide here, they've gone win-loss, win-loss. So win is on the docket for Colorado. What to see. I wish I could have found all my information. I apparently have jettisoned all of it. As soon as you're did, done, did you my did my last match Wednesday, and I must, burn have, it? I must have burned my entire portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. It's here somewhere. I'm done, I'm done with Pac-12 volleyball Just for the year. Just right out of your mind, right into the trash, don't care anymore. Yeah, I don't know if it ended up my in-laws or where that thing went. Man. Your boys are using it for some art project. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, this past weekend, Jeremy, I noticed it was Thanksgiving. I'm glad you noticed it was Thanksgiving. I noticed it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> I enjoyed Thanksgiving here with my in-laws, as we often do. Yep. I, I did put out a picture that said 70-degree uh, weather, 86-degree pool, Ooh. This is not the Midwest Thanksgiving of my youth. Nice. No snow. No snow. No, uh, we would always play football on Thanksgiving, me and my buddies, or basketball. Wind. Yeah, cold. Didn't Leave. matter if it was snowing. We were Rain. Yeah. That was Thanksgiving, yep. right? And when you're watching the game, and it's cold and blustery out, and you're inside eating some, having some hot chocolate and eating some food that's not good for you. Napping. Up at my aunt and uncle's house in Milwaukee most times. Man, that was Thanksgiving. Not this sunny, beautiful thing. But you gonna, are, I was going to say, I hope you're not complaining. Oh, no. Yeah. No, but I did get on Instagram at yep. some point this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And congratulated you for living in my world a little bit. Yeah, I did some motoing. I, I turn it on, and this is about as close to moto as you're going to get. <laughs> you, you climb into a T-Rex, which is a four-wheeled, caged vehicle with suspension. Yes, the suspension was awesome. And, and you are motoring around. And by the way, I had to climb into it because I couldn't get the door open. All the other doors open, I couldn't get the driver's door open. So I went Dukes of Hazzard style to get in it. Are you Bo or Luke? Who was the main one? They're both the main ones. Who Luke. was the darker-haired one? Luke. Then I was Luke. Yeah, Bo is the blonde-haired one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Can't think of their real names. Arian, my wife, would know their real names. She was way into Bo and Luke Duke. Of I course, an, I was into Daisy. I had an autograph of like, one of their cousins framed, you know, the cousins that would come on the show and the real guys were like on vacation or something from filming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had an autograph of one of the cousins. (laughs) Lost sheep shepherd. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'll I'll need to find some sound for that while we're here on the show. Well, yeah, I I did some, you know, uh, I was at my sister-in-law's grandparents' ranch. Okay. Up uh, a few hours north. Her grandparents owned the largest avocado farm in North America. So this would be a rather large piece of property, It a, was a yes. huge parcel. They'll put it to you like this. When we got in uh, the T-Rex, as you call it, and motored around the mountain, when we got to the top of the mountain, I couldn't hear anything. And by hear anything, I mean like there was, I couldn't hear any cars. I didn't see any roads, like nothing, none of that. I didn't hear. I didn't see a house. I didn't see another human being other than the three people that were with me at the time. How about bears? I didn't see any bears. My brother a few days before did see a bear. We saw some deer. Um, there are turkeys. But, uh, <laughs> it was highly entertaining. I didn't go off any, any, any sick jumps. Just That's what I want. I saw your little photo, and I said, Jeremy, now you got to go huck some jumps. Yeah, there was definitely no jumps. Um, I did try to get up. There was a really steep hill we tried to get up, and it didn't work. Okay. I, uh, we tried to go up once with everybody, and it. it didn't work kicked everybody out except for me. Tried to go up again, didn't work. And uh but it was a lot of fun. I had a good video of you trying to make it up the hill. That was Yeah, uh, it was fun. That was entertaining. Yep. This is this is how I picture your Thanksgiving. Oh, you boy. just you're sitting around the giant avocado house <laughs> where they must have avocado memorabilia all over the place. So it should be a giant avocado just a giant avocado fireplace. bronze statue as you drive up the driveway. <laughs> but this is this is how I uh Hold on, we, we're not playing commercials on here. Come on, Kevin. We're come on. on, your game. I can skip the ad in one second. Okay, here we go. Is there cursing in this? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> there is no cursing in this. It's a good old boy. Love it, Waylon Jennings.
4: Never meaning no harm. Come on, Jeremy, why don't you come up the hill?
3: Yeah. Put your pedal, press the pedal to the ground, boy. I put a big old dip in my mouth, dude, just because. <sighs> Damn it, the accelerator's on the right! Come on! I've definitely seen you slide across the hood of a car. Full hawk. Oh, I, oh, it would be awesome. Except for uh, Sean Mint. Nice. The uh, racist General Lee. <laughs> Sean Manzy was making fun of me because uh, he saw the photo of me climbing into the T-Rex. Yeah. And he was making fun of my height. Because I had to swing my leg up pretty high to get in that thing. Almost pulled a hammy. <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't have been wearing skinny jeans to get in. Uh, I would have stepped down into said vehicle. Yeah. There you go. Boy, oh boy. The Dukes of Hazard. That You know, dude, I remember when I was younger, I drew on cardboard and made out of cardboard the entire town of Hazard. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I watch that show all the time. Oh, it's a great, great show. Uh, but my Thanksgiving... That was the day after Thanksgiving. My actual Thanksgiving was at home. Uh, we had a few friends over, and then uh, I had a gig uh, Thanksgiving evening. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, when I was at the car show, I wondered. They had a DJ in the back of a car, but um, I think there so was, the was a Clipper game going on on Sunday. You were probably Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, Clippers playing the Pacers, as so I recall. Yes, and we should have won that game, but we did not. <sighs> it's not a good refrain. Chris Paul back? Yep. J.J. Redick out six to eight weeks. Oh, what happened? Uh, Something in his non-shooting hand. Dude, that hurts you guys. He's a good shooter. Yeah, Mm. especially now that they're on the road for, uh, they have like 11 games in like 14 days or something weird like that. One of my favorite Sports Center commercials right now is the one about the uh, Top 10 Club. Have you seen this one? The Top 10 Club with, who's your athletic center, number six? DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. He's in it, and he's like, yeah, uh, Jordan, yeah, I was on last night. And you hear like, boom, 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 boom. And the whole voiceover is, yeah, the, the top 10 club is pretty exclusive. Unless you get on the top 10 list, you can't get in, and we'll just never know what it's like. <laughs> he goes in, and it's like some, some big band guy with a big drum. That's the thumping. Nice. And they're all standing around with like red solo cups and a punch bowl. <laughs> that's the whole thing that's in there. And there's a mascot, of course, and there's... There's the kid who had, like, 100 points or whatever, yeah. some half-court shot. Yeah. He's talking to him, and he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I hate the shot or whatever, and this nothing that. And they kind of cut back to it, and uh, the little kid's standing next to DeAndre Jordan, just standing there with the cups. That's funny. Like, you'd stand around the edge of a party. Yeah. And the kid goes, welcome to the club. <laughs> and he goes, thank you. Because he's just, not sure. He's like, well, there's nothing cool about this at all. It's he's right. perfect in it because yeah. there's just the right amount of uncertainty, yeah. but conviction in yeah. what he says. So, thank, thank, thank you. you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's awesome.
3: <laughs> just that moment makes it. like Not often that in those commercials the the athlete, the athlete the non-actor it, yeah. hits the tone perfectly. Man, John big. Jordan just crushes it in that thing. With that little line, to me, just slays me every time. That's funny. Not quite as much as the Jack in the Box Munchie Meals, where the little Jack fuzzy character says, uh, he's sitting on the couch playing video games with some stoner dude, and he goes, hey, you know what sounds really good right now? And the guy goes, what? A massage from your sister. What? What? I get a Jack's Munchie Meal apparently you watch too much TV I haven't seen that commercial oh that commercial is fantastic we're going we're gonna to play that one later of course All right, let's, up t- on your phone. T- let's take a quick break we've got uh, 11 o'clock we're going to go a few more minutes here before we get to College Football Weekly Brandon Rosenthal is going to call back Deb Static is going to call in and we have the bracket challenge coming up you want to pick your bracket two ways Ooh. legitimate and pick it for mascots we're going to pick the mascots live so don't pre-pick that you can pre-pick the rest of your bracket over there I should have waited until Deb came on to start filling out my bracket Yeah, you needed more information but you, you just continue working on it. We'll be right back here on The Net Live. Here's what I got for you. Here you go. Sorry. I, I apologize in advance. Lately. No, I have uh, it. Here we go. Oh. Fail. Oh, uh, totally. Total fail. What am I doing? I turned it back down. That's why. Here you uh, go. Yeah. You know, it sounds good right now. A massage from your sister? What? 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 Food. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <sighs> good times, Kevin. Having having had a friend whose sister I adored and wanted to hook up with, I appreciate that. <laughs> what, uh, bringing what? back fond memories. Jack in the Box, bringing back memories. Good times. <laughs> I just love his what? 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 Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't say that. Did I? Uh, welcome back to the Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you're getting us via iTunes or you're listening live. Is, do you have a chat board up, by the way? I don't even yeah. have the chat board rolling today. They, I don't know they, what they've been doing. There's some good dialogue on there. Um, I have a question for you, Kevin. How oh. come we only see top sixteen? Yeah, I'm it, sure. I know we've an answered issue. this before, but I'm just curious. No, it's that, that makes it difficult issue. for me to pick between Purdue and Central Arkansas. I know, and it's uh, it's a, a money issue. They don't want to see the top sixteen or the whole field because then you would have to travel everybody to match up appropriately, uh. and they don't want to do that. They want to keep the travel expense down, and we've had this argument before on here. And I think we went through and tried to estimate the cost, and maybe we came up with like forty grand as a a number per team or total. No total, and I, and I don't know how accurate that is or isn't. Yeah, uh, but that was kind of our estimation. Um, Whatever the number is, my point was these the NCAA's got the money, and I think for a premier sport like women's volleyball, what it has really become for the the women's sporting group as a whole this is one of the premier sports this tournament is a premier tournament you should feel you should see the entire field and spend the money yeah you got the money spend it because don't you think that would gain you'd get more respect that way too if everybody's seated and by respect I mean from like outside like somebody who is not a volleyball fan but they're like oh I, I enjoy sports so let me look at the playoff stuff like I don't watch baseball until the playoffs or hockey until the playoffs but if not everybody's seated why would I care I don't know if you get more fans. I, I'm not sure that that argument holds any weight because who's going to tune in because it's seated? They're not going to tune in because it's seated, but if they come across it and see that it is seated, it might garner more respect that way. See, if they come across it and it is I, I don't think it matters that it's seated. I think if they come across it and it's big and interesting, I think that's okay. I, I don't know that you attract more fans. Gotcha. Is it more legitimate? I think it could be more legitimate. I think you could say it was totally more legitimate if it was seated all the way across. I saw some, uh, obviously people are going to complain and talk about things. You know, there's some teams that maybe should have got in that didn't, teams that got in that shouldn't have deserved it. But uh, somebody made a comment that I retweeted on our uh, NetLive page. What good, on our NetLive Twitter page, what good is going to sport if the integrity is not intact? Losing records and uber conference agendas don't deserve to dance. Hmm. Can't hear you because the mic's on your head. I know i my meeting. I'm finishing my breakfast. It's gone. Well, I kind of see this two ways because <clears throat> I, I, I'm with you on the Uber conference arguments. Yeah. As we discussed with Brandon earlier, and we've talked about on this show before, the idea of having so many teams in from just a few conferences. But the bottom line is that those teams are much, much better than the lesser teams in some of the other conferences. The Uber conferences teams? Yeah, the the fifth-place team in the Big Ten or the fifth-place team in the Pac-12 Yeah, is far better than the fifth-place team in the Big West. Probably better than the fifth-place team in any other conference besides each other. They play each other, it'd probably be interesting. So I'm with you on that. My My problem becomes when you get to the edges. Yeah. Because five teams is the meat of the group that's going to get in from any one of these conferences, right? The average is seven, eight. Something like that. But you did say there were some conference teams that had losing records in their conference. I don't in see anybody conference. on here with a losing record overall. You're not eligible if you have a losing record overall.
2: But They've losing, eliminated
3: that. But obviously losing record in their conference is what some of these teams have losing records in their conferences that got into the tournament. Correct. Okay. Correct. Several. As you go down the list in some of these in the bigger conferences. Yeah. And, and I don't disagree with Brandon Rosenthal's idea because – my problem is along the edge, I want to see a team like, say, a Lipscomb. Yep. Not necessarily this year, but in another year, if they go, and there are examples like this all over the place in smaller conferences, a team that will go 27-2, and two, they will make it all the way to the finals of their conference tournament, and they will lose in the finals of their conference tournament. And then not get in because of you have to win your conference. There's one AQ, and that's it. And that spot would go to a ninth-place team in the Pac-12. Yeah or an eighth-place team in the Big Ten, or an eighth-place team in the SEC yep. because of this RPI. And I like the idea of rewarding teams when they, ha- when they have those teams that have had great seasons and put them in the tournament. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Does that help grow the sport more if Limpscomb makes it because they came in second in their conference as opposed to a number nine seed from the Pac-12? Does it help grow the sport more? It uh... helps that school, obviously helps the fans of that school? Does it grow the sport? I don't know that I can answer that with a yes. But I don't think you could say no, either. Uh, No, it can't hurt to involve somebody else. Of course. It can't hurt to involve somebody else. Another program that isn't normally involved. But that was some of my point earlier, too. It could hurt TV ratings. It could. Unless they're a Cinderella story and they get to, you know, the quarterfinals, semifinals, then people are going to pay attention. But let's say that matches on first round, it's you know, two teams you don't, like, aren't. It's Fairfield and, uh, you know, some other team you've never heard of playing each other. You're not necessarily going to watch that unless they're in the semifinals. And you're like, oh, this team shouldn't be this far, and you'll watch them. You hope for a Cinderella like Brandon was. Yeah, but if you You have a ninth-place Pac-12 team, you most likely know that college as a non-necessary volleyball person. Yeah, I mean, the ratings we're talking about, they don't keep it not on ratings. Okay. No, I mean, you're talking about a few thousand okay. watchies, uh, especially in the first round for a lot of these teams. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's not race-driven. I, I think it's just a competitive involvement issue. And, and the other side would say, oh, this is a better team. We should have them in because it's a better team. We want the best yeah. 64 teams. Yeah. And, and I see the logic in that as well. My problem becomes when you have a team like a UCLA that has failed to perform, that has really not played well. And they have all the advantages of being in the Pac-12 and yet fail. Why should they be put in when you have teams that do not have all the advantages of being in and recruiting in a, a Pac-12 scenario yeah. and have had a great Because they team. could make you argue that they're in the best conference. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. It, but they didn't make... Throw them in a bag and shake them up. It but I, I remember us talking about UCLA the last few weeks and they did not make the tournament. No, they did not. They... They really did not play well down the stretch. They may be on past. They deserve to get in, but not this season. Absolutely not. No. No, this season I don't think they deserve to get in. I don't think they did the work necessary to get in. I don't think that their staff or their players would tell you they did the work to get in. They lost a lot of close matches. It's not a horrible team. Correct. It's not a horrible team. They, just, they lost a lot of close matches. Yeah. And look, seeding anything is difficult. There could be teams that you uh, could make argument deserve to get in. There could be teams you could argue that don't deserve to be there. But from what I've been hearing from you guys, that everybody feels like they did a pretty decent job with the brackets this year. Yeah, I think they did a good job. There's always problems. Of course. Always problems. Problems, problems. Problems. There's problems with my bracket right now, NASCAR bracket, because I wrote on it, and then I started writing on, on the other ones. So yeah, wow. how- Kevin. I haven't Did even started the mascot bracket yet. I go, well, I'm not supposed to start it, and I didn't uh, mean to start it. I was doing my legit practice. Copy this one. This one is empty. Copy it on your here. We'll copy that one. Um, at least you're not having problems like Alabama this week, who lost on a missed field goal. How about that? And how about Auburn? Wasn't it Auburn that threw the crazy pass the week before? I like The tip, they were like, oh, they should do the tip drill. <laughs> threw like a uh, Hail Mary, it got tipped, guy caught it, Touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Well, Auburn's doing something, right? Aren't they? I like the commentator. I I literally turned that game on towards the end. I knew it was getting close. Um, Turned it on towards the end, and the commentator after the guy ran it back to win the game. He's like, he said, uh, Alabama didn't have any athletes on the field. They only had fat guys. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's like, that was pretty much the quote. They didn't have any athletes. They just had fat guys. That was awesome. Reminded me of I think it was Devin Hester, whoever it was for the Bears a few years ago, 108 yeah. yards, yeah. ran it back. Maybe it was Peanut Tillman that did it. Well, they said NCAA doesn't count yardage from inside the end zone. They only count. What's stupid? What, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's not 100 yards. Does it's it 108 cost, yards. Does it cost you more to measure? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those silly NCAA things. It's like, why don't you just change that? Because you can't have. Oh, it's a record return. It's 100 yards. Well, great. There's six of them. Like, Sean, Sean Manning said those guys were in shape. Round is a shape. Right. And I, you know what? I was they think, are. I was thinking about you and Jay Hasek this weekend after Thanksgiving because uh, I think on Saturday for lunch I had leftovers and for dinner I had leftovers. Yeah. And I had a healthy meal last night and then I had some more stuffing about an hour later. Nice. So I believe I'm not little in shape Jeremy anymore. I am actually little, A little fat, Jerry. Little skinny, fat Jerry. Right <laughs> I am not feeling uh, uh, how should I put it? Um, healthy at the moment. <laughs> I'm not complaining. It was all worth it and delish. I think I said on my show on Friday on Fox, I said that uh, my partner and I were there. A little bit more of us were there. <laughs> <laughs> well but we were present. Stuffing is really my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Oh, I do love the stuffing. It's, it's really the only time of year, like, I, I mean, like, I crave stuffing. Like, right now I would eat more stuffing, but I still feel like I'm close enough to Thanksgiving. It's okay. But, like, once I get out of it, like, I don't think about stuffing at all whatsoever until it's time to sit down and gorge on it. Yes. Yeah, it's delicious. I had Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. I had, of course, the evening feast on Thursday, yep. on leftovers, sandwich and whatnot. Then I went to work Friday. And we had another Thanksgiving feast on Friday for the folks that had yep. to work, and that was fun. And then I had turkey soup last night from said turkey on Thursday. Nice, nice. So uh, I could probably eat it again. Yeah, I mean, i probably will this afternoon when I leave the show and then have to take a nap. Yeah, it's no problem. Uh, and I'm going to eat, and I'm going to go work out. and then Yeah, I did make more. it to the gym a couple times this weekend, so that helped a little bit too, but still. I only made it once. Okay. i going to puff up. Jay claims we're having audio problems. I don't know that we're having that. So. I think it's him. Could be Jay. It could be Jay. Uh, we have our correspondence, by any chance? No. But congratulations to Penn State football team, by the way. did they have a big win this weekend, last weekend? I don't know. I feel like they did. Penn State and football team. And I remember huh? taking a mental note. Maybe it was last week. Apparently that was a post-it note that then blew off your brain later. Yeah, because I've had 9 million things that have happened since then. They beat Wisconsin, who's ranked number 21, 31-24. That's, that's what it was. How about the Michigan-Ohio Iowa State or Ohio State game? That was good. Mm-hmm. I turned it on with the five minutes remaining with Michigan going down and scoring to uh, to tie it. And they played to win the game. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're at what, 7-5 this year? We've had an awful season. 7-4. and four. They... Ohio State had like nine thousand yards rushing, so there's no way you're going to stop them. They're eleven and zero. Yeah, let's go for win. I like it. I like it a lot. I love moments like that. That was a great weekend of high school of high school football, also of college football. There was so much sports going on this weekend. Wow, it's nuts. This weekend seemed like a week. It was like the jerk. First day yeah. seemed like two days. Second day, <laughs> yeah. Just the weekend kept going and going. I mean, did well, so many. and games. I had to wait for the result of the. Uh, Arizona State-Arizona game to figure out where I was going this weekend for the Pac-12 football championship. Oh. I am now going to Arizona. Okay. Oh, State. Tempe. Tempe. Yep. Have fun there. Yeah. My other option was Stanford. Went to Stanford last year. We thought we were going to Oregon a few weeks ago. Yeah. I bought winter clothes because, like, three weeks ago, Arizona State wasn't even an option. It was either Oregon or Stanford. And then things got all blown up, and now I'm going to Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool at night. Yeah, it's probably oh cool, but it's not gonna be like, there's not going to be snow on the ground. You can break out your turtleneck and cortex. When I was in Oregon a few years ago, it wasn't raining or snowing, which is great. So there's no snow on the ground. But even in the booth where I was DJing from... Oh, it's cold. We have to have the window open. Yeah. I had gloves on, a scarf, a beanie. Yeah. I had my Under Armour snow gear, tight leggings and tight shirt on underneath my normal clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got to do what you got to do. I go through this when we sit at San Diego Supercross because it you is San the, Diego. San Diego is the coldest event we do all year. Wind. It's just cold. San that Di- time of year. San Diego. It's inland a little bit. And man, if it isn't the coldest night, The booths are wide open. Oh and yeah. Frigid. People forget. Like, I mean, like they're it's open, open. Dude, yeah. It's So cold. I go home and like. I want to take a bath for an hour. Go and there's, nothing, and there's nothing up there to block the wind. No, it's just kind of nasty and it's damp. And, you know, it's in, the, it's in the upper 40s. By the time it's over, it's in the upper or low 40s. And it's just nasty, nasty cold. That's cold anywhere with a damp breeze blowing on you. And you're just standing there. It's not like you're, like, running around, like, get your body going. No, we're you're just, literally sitting, just standing there, sitting watching the race. It's, yeah. it's ugly. And you think of all the other places we go. That that's the coldest. Yeah, but it's San Diego. We're yeah. inside in a lot of other places, and yeah, it might be cold outside, but it's pleasant in the arena. Not so much there. Let's get our correspondence up here already. Do we have Deb four one four. Yeah, no. Let's no. bring Deb in because we'll bring Brandon in when he when he comes along. Because he's kind of already been on the show. Yeah, but he'll be back. Hi, Deb.
1: Hey, how's it going?
3: Hey, welcome to College Volleyball Weekly. We didn't play the music, but nope. this is bring College Volleyball Weekly where we are in association with an association and covering, in this case, the field of 64. And, Deb, we had Brandon on kind of reacting to some of the matchups here. What were your thoughts when you looked at this field, people who are in, people who are out, interesting matchups?
1: Yeah, you know, I think this year more so than some of the, the previous years, there's not that many surprises to me. Um, You know, I heard you guys talking about UCLA earlier, and I definitely agree that I don't find it to be all that shocking. You know, they have not put up the numbers this season that really warrants that. Um, You know, going back sort of to that conversation about teams that deserve to get in or maybe taking more teams from some of those conferences. You know, St. Mary's would be a team that I would have liked to see. I understand that you know, based on all the random assorted factors that go in, into it. But, you know, a case for UCLA to get in is about as strong as that, in my opinion. So I think the teams that they, they pick make a lot of sense. I think the way that some of the regional shook out is going to make for some very interesting matchups and potential um, surprises for who's winning. I'm thinking about the, the Texas or that first Nebraska regional. Um, looking at the potential for Texas to play Nebraska – for a trip to the Final Four, I think that that one, we might see Nebraska knock off Texas, should they both make it to that point.
0: Oh, oh, just wow.
1: court. I know. I know that's a bold statement to make. I was just kind of looking at this, though, and, you know, Nebraska has been playing Big Ten volleyball all season long, and that that prepares you for the tournament just because you're used to getting after it night after night. And I think that the teams that Nebraska would have to play – in order to get to that match against Texas, you know, they're going to have to go against Miami, which is a pretty strong team, kind of a good warm-up. And then they will, I'm assuming, going to play San Diego, which is, you know, just kind of right. the next level up. I think it's a team they should beat. I think it's a team that will challenge them enough that they're just wearing and ready to go, kind of shooken off the cobwebs by the time they hit Texas. Whereas we have Texas, who's been playing Big 12 volleyball all year. Um, You know, I know they have good teams in there, but it's just not the same as Big Ten. And they haven't really had serious, serious challenges from teams since preseason. And their, you know, their first two matches, they have the A&M, who's pretty good, and then Duke, who's not as strong as as San Diego, in my opinion. So I'm not sure they're going to get quite the same warm-up heading into it as Nebraska. And then you throw them on Nebraska's home court, I think it just could make for an interesting match.
3: Ooh, I like that pick. I think that's interesting. All right, what about the the other side, looking over where Washington sits? It's Washington and USC sitting on the other side of the bracket. Is there a team in there you think that can stop either one of those teams from making it an all-Pac-12 quarterfinal?
1: Right. You know, I think those two, I don't want to say, are shoo-ins. I think that Kansas is a good team. I'm expecting they will beat Creighton. Um, I think they'll give Washington a pretty good run for their money. I don't think they're going to beat them. Um, kind of thinking the same about the Hawaii S D game. I think it'll be good. I don't think it's going to be great. I think, you know, just looking at that Washington SC matchup, I think both of those teams are going to want to get another shot at each other. I think they're going to be pretty driven and focused. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's going to be all packed 12 on that one. But, I know you we're know, I... right.
3: We're going to have you week in and week out looking at this. What about Penn State ending up with Stanford on their side and also Utah? I think a more interesting matchup in Utah in the second round than Penn State has had the last couple of years.
1: Right. You know, Penn State just gets slammed for having a cakewalk schedule um, pretty frequently. I think it's going to be interesting just to see how they as a team respond to it. You know, they once again, they're a team that's been playing those tough Big Ten teams all year, but they have gotten used to in the tournaments a little bit having those easier first two matches. And I think because we don't see the tournament top to bottom, I think Utah is one of those teams that's better than a team that should be playing Penn State in that round. And I think, once again, I'm not sure they're necessarily going to win, but I think it'll give them more of a run for their money than they're used to getting in that second round. And when you get a team that's gotten so used to the routine of how things just go for them, it just creates a situation where, if all of a sudden they have Utah who's just pressuring them and they're not necessarily expecting it yet, um, crazy things can start happening. Not saying they will, but um, it could It could start turning interesting.
3: Yeah, it's certainly more possible than we've seen in years past with Penn State. That's they're right. going to be challenged, there's no doubt. And don't count out a team like Kentucky, who I think has uh, the opportunity to defeat uh, a team that I have no idea how to pronounce. Duquesne? Duquesne. Yeah,
1: I, I, your guess is as That's good as Du-can-es. mine on that one.
3: <laughs> what is that? The question? whoever you guys are. We've got to figure out a yeah. mascot I want to. But I think Kentucky picks them off and then goes through mm-hmm. Ohio, who I have beating Michigan State, unfortunately. And then uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Penn State. I think that's an in- intriguing matchup, Kentucky and Penn State, in that uh, round of 16.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. You know, Kentucky has some players who, when they're hot, they're pretty hard to stop. Um, I'm thinking specifically of Whitney Billings. She's our outside, but she can hit from a couple different positions on the court. And she has been one that she just seems like she plays with a little fire in her belly. And when she gets kicked off or on a mission, she's just a little bit a little bit tough to slow down. So I think they could give Penn State some headaches as well. I don't think Penn State's necessarily a shoe and even make it to Stanford just based on the pressure that they'll have leading up to it.
3: All right, let's bring in Brandon Rosenthal. And I want to ask both of you this. Oh. We'll start with Brandon. I want to look at – we've talked a lot about the favorites. we talked a lot about who we think is going to make some of that round of 16, that round of eight. But potential round one and two upsets. Who's a team that really has the opportunity to do the unthinkable and defeat someone who you you just, in your mind, go, ah, oh, that team for sure is going to advance? Who's the one who's going to trip up that line of thinking? Brandon.
4: Just looking at the seeded teams, is that what you're talking about? I think you've got to look at Wichita State and Kansas. Uh, this is, a, a you know, this is a by shocker. no means... Is, yeah, the Shockers of Wichita State upset Kansas. Uh they always play Kansas tough and uh you know, this is probably the one that just jumps out at me right away and says, you know, this is going to be a, a you know, a great match. Also on the other side is uh Santa Barbara and San Diego, another tough match uh coming out of the gates and like I said earlier, College of Charleston and Duke Continues to jump out at me. Uh, I think that uh, College of Charleston wasn't necessarily tested during the re- uh, you know regular season, so if they can put it together, uh, I think that uh, those are the three that jump out of me right away.
1: Yeah, Jen, and just to add you? one. Yeah, adding to that list, I agree with all three of those. Um, looking at the the Milwaukee, Wisconsin match, um, you know, being from that area, I think it's going to be interesting because. You know, we have Wisconsin who's back in the tournament for the first time since, what is it, 2007, I think. Um, But any time you get two in-state teams that are pretty close geographically, I think, you know, it's obviously going to be a Wisconsin home court, but Milwaukee has been consistently in the tournament. They have players on their roster who have been in the tournament, are just kind of used to that environment and the different practice schedules the week leading up. I think that's another one that, you know, Wisconsin is the better team, and I think they should win, but... I think just, just by the, the experience factor and the fact that it's, it's going to be a home court, but Milwaukee's going to have a lot of fans and you know, not that tough of a travel schedule getting there, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup.
3: I want to make sure you know that Volley Source Mag, this is a Canadian volleyball publication, has a great bracket challenge going on. We'll post it on the Facebook page. Jeremy, if you can find it, I'll try and forward it to you here. Volleyball Source Mag, our friend Cam Kerr, has put together an opportunity for you to enter your brackets and enter your teams and see how you do against uh, the rest of the world. VolleyballSourceMag.com? Yeah, VolleyballSourceMag.com. They have their NCAA Tournament Challenge on there. We're going to fill out our brackets in here. And pick them. And I know, guys, we're going to take you through each week and give you an opportunity to kind of give us a a review of what happened in the matches and a preview of, of what's coming up. What matches do you want to watch? We've talked about potential round one and two upsets. We've talked about teams that have gotten in or teams that were left out. But what matches do you really want to see in round one and round two? Brandon. I think Louisville
4: Marquette jumps out at me. This is uh, going to be a pretty evenly matched. Um, <clears throat> two great young coaches, younger coaches. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. I think uh, <clears throat> you know Iowa State, Colorado is another one. And oh, uh,
3: that's right there. You stole it because that's
4: yeah, her fine. alma mater. You can't do that to me. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, and then. Uh, I'm itching to see Colorado State and see what they're all about against uh, you know a Cal State Northridge team that's had a great year. Um, you know that, those three should be a lot of fun uh, to see what happens. You know, and then Creighton Arkansas is another match that you know for me. Uh, you know, I've been high on Creighton all year long, so uh, it will be fun to kind of you know see about that and what goes down.
1: Yeah, and I was kinda of looking at that, that Colorado Cal State Northridge match. Um, I actually think I'm gonna pick Cal State Northridge to win that one ultimately. I think, you know, Colorado State's having a hot year but Cal State Northridge has has been doing well as well and Colorado State hasn't necessarily faced that same caliber of competition, so I think that one's gonna be a first round match I'll be tuning into for sure. And then I also had Ohio and Michigan State on there along with Oregon and Miami. I think the the Oregon-Miami match is interesting just because of Oregon's performance last season and, you know, what, what really got them there. They were kind of a surprise last year as well in that they just started lighting up. Um, just be interesting to see if they've kind of regrouped and are going to make a run at it or if they're just going to kind of kind of flame out and burn. And Miami's a strong team, so I think that one could be a little bit unexpected. Fun first one to watch.
3: Only a surprise to people that didn't listen to this program. I told them Oregon was going to the national championship game. I called that one from the 64. I'll go back and I'll I'll get the bracket out and post it. Yeah, Oregon. Who's, Who's my team this year? My team this year is SC. I don't think that's as out there a pick, but I think if you're looking at a team that has national championship potential, I think it's SC. Having watched them a couple of times recently, I think they have the tools to be destructive to most anybody, even with one or two players not playing well. Now, guys, as far as your picks go here, uh, we're going to give you three picks each. Uh, Rosenthal, we had to have a meeting with the Rules Committee, and we had to speak with them, and we had to actually go back and change the bylaws uh, to make you eligible for the postseason. I appreciate uh, it. And, uh, and we've put you in. We've put you, through, we've put you through to the round of two with Deb. Uh, this, this round will be uh, several weeks long all by itself. But uh, here's what I want to do. I want you each to pick three. Three matches that you think you can pick the winner. And I, this first round is going to be pretty easy. I guess you, can, you, you can't, let's see, what should we limit it to? You can't pick any of the top eight, but you can pick outside the top eight. And you've got to give me something that's a matchup between two unseeded teams. So pick three. One must be unseeded, none of which can include top eight teams. I will give you a I'll you Deb, go to the bracket. I'll let Deb go first. We're going to yeah, pick hang back on one second here. So you'll, you'll have some time to think here. We'll let you pick back and forth. Uh, you, so you can pick one. You can pick an easy one. Tell me why. And, uh, and then we'll move forward. I would like to have Deb just send me a copy of her bracket, and I'll just copy it and use that as my, uh, <laughs> as my go-to. Oh, boy. By the way, no Duquesne pressure, right? is
4: the Duquesne Dukes. Out
3: duke
4: of Pittsburgh. King? Dukes.
3: dukes. Out of Pittsburgh. Dukes. Uh, like as in royalty dukes? Yes, as in crown on your head. Uh, oh, duke. They're not going anywhere in the mascot challenge. Because dukes, I mean, kings at least have a little bit of fight in them. They're political animals. They're not afraid to throw a guy out the window if it's his gay son's lover. Political animals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something to a king. A duke? You're just some sort of little peon hoping to hold on to your fiefdom so you can have prima nocta. That's all it's about. Fiefdom. A lot of Braveheart wow. there. That are just, just closely. It's all Game of Thrones all of a sudden here on the uh, net live. No, Braveheart. We're no, I, I, I know nobody cares about Mo no Gibson. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm
4: gonna, I'm gonna to start with Louisville Marquette. I'm going to take Marquette in this one. I think Marquette's been playing well as of late. Uh, it's kind of interesting because these are, used to be you know, uh, conference opponents, and now they're in different conferences. So uh, I, I think that this will be a great matchup here, but I'm going to take Marquette.
3: I love it. I love it. All right, Deb, you're on the clock here.
1: All right. I think I'm going to go with North Carolina and Cal. For my okay. unseated, um, and I haven't said who I'm picking yet. Um, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go North Carolina in that one.
3: North Carolina, okay. As will Jeremy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Jeremy is on board. <laughs> All right, Rosenthal, back to you. You can be in the seated territory now, or you can just get out there on a limb. I'm gonna go San
4: Diego, Santa Barbara. I'm gonna take
3: San Diego. All right, UCSB versus USD, and you will take USD. Very good.
1: All right. Um, you I'm
3: didn't write go. that one down, Jeremy?
1: I already had it.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> Just checking.
1: All over it. All right, I can, I can get into seeded territory now, right? That's correct. That is correct. Okay. Um, I'm going to go go with that Kansas-Wichita State match I think that one's just too interesting to not try to pick oh, I like um, it. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Kansas on that one
3: I like the courage of picking another one here that's, uh, that's interesting, good job Deb, even though Kansas is 14, I like your picking low in the group we'll see if Brandon can display similar courage in his next pick <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on the mm. show by the way Brandon Appreciate it. Every week. Every week. there that you, that you can Twice, be to... yeah. <laughs> That's right.
4: I'm just like that guy on uh Jimmy Kimmel, the uh, Hispanic uh security guard. That you get made to do all kinds <laughs> of crazy stuff.
3: I I suppose that's better than being chewy on uh Chelsea lately. <laughs>
4: Chelsea Lately. There you go. All right. Remind me again, do I need to uh you can be seated, but
3: it can be... Uh, I'll tell you, you what, I'm
4: going to take uh, Arizona State, BYU. I'm going to take Arizona
3: State. On, All right, BYU. I, lo- I like hold this on. pick. I think Arizona State is in good territory. BYU, I think they're going to be real good next year when they get their opposite back. When she stops playing basketball and comes back to volleyball, I think BYU is going to be better. They were already pretty good this year, but I, I like ASU and their athleticism. Nice pick, Rosenthal. I also have ASU advancing to face off with Hawaii in round two. The fighting rainbows. Not going to win the mascot challenge. <laughs> I, I, know they're the, I know they're the wahine, but I don't understand the rainbow wahine. Not. It's just a bunch of girls who like rainbows. It has really no staying power in the mascot challenge. No. But what's Idaho's case? Is that actually case? what that means? I don't know.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: flash over here. All right. We're gonna Rule number one, Deb, on this okay.
4: show, don't ever question anything Barnett says. We don't know if it's true or not, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> All right. just okay. go
4: with it. Just going with
1: it. All right. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, Deb. Oh, boy. (laughs)
3: Wouldn't dream of it. All
1: right. Am I up here?
3: Yeah, you were up with our last pick here.
1: Okay. Um, Uh, Here we go. go. Hold on.
3: Sean Manzi, Wahine, a Polynesian woman or wife in Hawaii or New Zealand. So, thank you. Yes. It is a bunch of women who like rainbow. Rainbow Wahine. (laughs) So, they're wearing Joseph's Technicolor Dream Coat. And sweeping out the hut in uh, in Hawaii.
1: It all um, makes so
3: much sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah, not advancing in the mascot challenge. Who, is, who is Idaho State? Somebody find that out. I'll look it up. Alright, so go ahead, Deb.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, the Iowa State Colorado match, another one that I think we just have to have to try to take a shot at. Um I think I am gonna go with Colorado on this one. What? I think Iowa State. You're being excommunicated I know, right now. To- I know it's awful, but you gotta go with your gut, right? Um, All right. I think Iowa State's—they've been a little bit, a little bit shaky the last few weeks. They have some younger players on the court, so I'm not sure they're gonna be as strong in tournament play as they have been in years past. Just kind of with that mentality going into it. Um, and I know Colorado. You know they're a team that's kind of on fire and just ripping right now. So either way, it's gonna be close. I hope.
3: All right, 32 matches to watch in that round, 16 matches to watch. In the second round, uh, Idaho State uh, is the Bengals. Thanks, Brandon Rosenthal. Benny the Bengal. He sounds friendly. We, are, we have to come up with a picture of Benny the Bengal and see how friendly he is, Sean Manzi, and see what, what his reaction might be to a Polynesian woman clad in multicolors. Uh, he might be confused. She might be able to hit him with the broom. I don't know. We'll have to see how that shakes out in the mascot challenge. It's a Bengal. No, let's just be honest with <laughs> Yeah, but some of these bangles, like Tony the Tiger, he's friendly. He's definitely declawed. And he hasn't been in a fight. First of all, he stands upright, which is stupid, so he's not very fast. And he's hey, he can to you not in a fight. Here. Yeah, and his paw is bigger than your head anyways, regardless <laughs> whether it's clawed or declawed. He's going to try and hug me in the middle of the fight. And then suffocate you. And I'm going to knife him right in the gut. No, you're not, because <laughs> you only have a broom. <laughs> Maybe I've sharpened the end of the broom. Deb and Brandon, uh, thanks for being here. Do either of you want to participate in said mascot challenge? Do you have time? I, know, I, I think uh, you guys had to had to go. I'm looking at a photo right now of the Bengal, and it looks legit. It's legit? <laughs> it's legit. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Jeremy
4: take this one because, uh, you know, he, he didn't want to take part in the other one. So I'm going to let him kind of weather the storm on this one.
3: Well, well he he yeah, did. I he think that sounds cool pretty shit. fair. I need a little help in the Alabama, Oklahoma, and LSU-Michigan. I don't know. I have no idea. LSU Tigers. No, no. A Michigan mascot. Wolverine. It's not mascot-wise. Like, list legit. you talking Rams. real matchups? Yeah, real matchups. There's only okay, two that are boy. empty on my page. Where are we? LSU, Michigan. Okay. Michigan. I've got Michigan. Yeah, I have Michigan I've got as well. i got Rosen. My money's on Rosen. Okay. Any other questions, Jeremy? Alabama, Oklahoma. Alabama, Oklahoma. I had trouble with that one, too. When they're not ranked, I just I don't know where to go. Alabama.
1: Alabama. Yeah, and Oklahoma is not a team that historically travels that well in conference play, um, so I'm not sure how that is going to manifest itself postseason. So I think that's one. Alabama might actually sneak out that one. I picked either Oklahoma, but
3: <laughs> either way, they're going to lose to Stanford next round. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the Cardinal very is going to get really feisty and sing a song and then peck the eye out of whomever. All right, good looking out, whoever they're <laughs> just one, <laughs> just by itself. It's not even very big. How big is the biggest cardinal? What, two and a half pounds? Is
2: that it would like, be a huge is cardinal. Is it like
3: deer, though? Do you like look at all the cardinals <laughs> Yeah, but over then there? you have the tree. That's <laughs> where it gets confusing. <laughs> the tree then you have confusing. the tree. What's the tree going to do? It's not like the tree from Harry Potter that grabs the car and tries to smash it. It's not that kind yeah, of but tree.
4: That tree falls over on you. You're
3: done, though. I've seen a tree fall in the woods. Geico put it on the TV for me. That tree is not scary either. But here has, I go. But it does make noise. Whoa. <laughs> a little help here. <laughs> All right. Devin and Brandon, thank you very much for your Thanks, story. guys. We, we will get you next week for more legitimate opinions, and we will continue the rest of this program with illegitimate opinions. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. See yeah. ya. All right. Devin and Brandon checking out on the brackets. Jeremy, let's quickly pick this bracket legitimately. Uh, I want to roll through this fast for our listeners. Okay. Uh, okay. We're going to start on the left-hand side of the bracket. Texas, yep. Texas Tech. That, Texas. Was, that was a pretty easy pick for me. I picked Texas as well. Uh, UTSA taking on Texas A&M. University of Texas San Antonio. Yeah, never heard of them. I'm going Texas A&M. i got UTSA because it was shorter to write. Ooh, interesting. American versus Georgia. And uh, nice job at Georgia, by the way, getting uh, in the tournament there with a 22-9 record. I have American, even though I know nothing about it. As do I, but because I've seen them play this year. All right, Duke and College of Charleston. I've picked Duke. As did I. I think Duke has had a pretty good season, and I have them advancing to the second round. USD, UC Santa Barbara. I have San Diego, even though that was a tough one for me. I also have San Diego because I, I feel, feel that could be, be an match. upset. Though it'll be a good match, but yeah. I think USD wins. Arizona, New Mexico State. I just won Arizona. I'm going with the Brahma. I will take uh, Arizona and Dave Rubio. Oregon and Miami. Oregon. I've got Oregon as well. Nebraska and Fairfield. That's an easy one, Nebraska. Where is Fairfield? Uh, who cares? Okay. Florida. Florida and Jacksonville. Flo- I've got Florida winning with Mary Weiss, who's on the cover of this, this month's issue of Bible Magazine. I have Florida as well. Florida State taking on Georgia Southern. Chris Florida. Poole has been on this program before. Congratulations. Yep. Florida State. Yep. So that's, that's a, a good rivalry match in round two. North Carolina and Cal. I've got North Carolina. As do I, and I had it... Prior to Deb saying it, I just want to take credit. All right. I, I have North Carolina, and I think that's because Cal is just beat up. And I three weeks ago, Cal. I had to pick Cal. Yeah. 100%. I thought Cal was on their way to I did maybe remember. an Elite Eight. I do remember you saying they were getting all they were all beat up. Yeah, they were playing well, and now they're just kind of hurting again. <clears throat> Wisconsin taking on Milwaukee. This is when Deb brought up a regional matchup. I've got Wisconsin, the Badges. That's what I have, too. Morehead State going against Illinois. This is one of my upsets. I pick Moorhead State. Interesting. I put Illinois, just I know know nothing. I apologize to Kevin Hambly in advance. I'm sorry. I'll buy you a drink in Mm -hmm. Seattle. Uh, Louisville and Marquette. I took Louisville. I've got Louisville as well. Central Arkansas taking on Purdue. This is one Rosenthal said Purdue is going to clobber Central Arkansas. I looked at Central Arkansas' 27-3 record and saw an opportunity to make a ridiculous pick. I know nothing, but I took Purdue. All right, I've got Central Arkansas. Mizzou. undefeated. Mizzou. Okay, I also have Mizzou taking on IUPUI. Yeah, what is that? EPU. I don't know. Who cares? Indiana, Purdue, University at Indianapolis. I don't know. That actually could be what it is. Somebody else can put that up there. Washington and Michigan. Let's just distill this bracket down. Do you have anybody but Washington or USC getting all the way to the quarters? Nope. No, neither do I. I've got Hawaii going into the, the round before that. I've got Hawaii and ASU winning. I think they beat BYU. Colorado State. Faces off with USC. And Creighton and Wichita State. Mine's... I have Kansas and Washington. Hawaii, USC. Washington, SC. Okay. Stanford. Yep. Oklahoma. Bama. Bama, okay. Colorado. And Iowa State. I pick Colorado. I've got Colorado as well. Liz Kritzer gets a a win in the first round of the tournament. Then she gets Minnesota, who beats Radford. Because Ford isn't that rad. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota wins there. I should know where Radford is. Kentucky taking on the Dukes. I'm going to say Kentucky. The Duquesne Dukes. Duquesne Dukes. And Ohio versus Michigan State. I put Michigan State, but you have Ohio, don't you? I took Ohio. I don't know. I, I'm Kind of a toss-up there for me. Michigan State, great early season. We had a lot of fun having uh, Kathy George on the program, and we apparently ruined her season. Mm-hmm. Utah over Yale. I, you know Smart kids are good at a lot of things. I don't think spiking a ball is one of them. Utah! <laughs> Give me two. <laughs> uh, Penn State, I think we both have them beating Kyle Robinson. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, but they're not going to kill Kenny. They're going to kill Kyle. <laughs> Penn State wins. So, there you go. There's your round now. We'll be through two rounds. Before we get to next week, we will recap uh, who has points. You can go... Did you post that volley source link on our Facebook page? I did, I put it on our Facebook page. Great. Went to our Twitter as well. Yeah, go and pick uh, pick it. Cal uh Cam, New- Cam Newton. Cam Jesus. Newton. I'm who a had a great who had right a now. great great uh, game on Sunday apparently I tell you what, Cam Newton is turned it on, he's become legit. Maybe uh maybe what's his name from uh the Redskins will be there next year. Get all the criticism in his second year as Cam took a bunch about being selfish and this and that. Now that's all moved to Robert Griffin the third. Maybe he'll come back strong. Let's get to the fun part of the show after the break. We're going to be right back on the NetLive. We're going to pick it with mascots. Get your brackets ready. Get your typing ready if you're on the chat board. If you're getting this via iTunes, be prepared. Get your bracket out. Here we go. You're going to have to come over here and look at this Bengal. I mean, it's, no one's going to beat this Bengal. All right. We'll be right Possibly. back. I'm going to view this Bengal. Might be on his way to the finals. <laughs> Welcome back to the net live, Jeremy. You made it. You made it back, buddy. It was a nervous pee for the bracket challenge, apparently. All right, we're going to start on the left-hand side of the bracket with this, and this is going to take a little while. But this is, this is one of my favorite parts of this show. <laughs> it's the only reason we showed up today. Yeah, this is my favorite. part. Right, so we have here we go, mascot challenge bracket of 64. Texas, this is the Longhorns, right? The Longhorns. Taken on, and this is the cat. This is Texas State, and it says, eat them up, cats. This guy, he is more of a bobcat than anything. Eh, This is tough. Uh, But let's talk about the size of a bobcat and what Texas can do. Yeah, and this gets back to a bulls versus bears debate that uh, we had on the national team years ago. Lots of money was on the bulls. I don't know why, because the bears are slaughtering the bulls for sure. This is a similar situation. You have a longhorn. He's got really long horns. He's not terribly maneuverable. And you have bobcats. I have a hard time advancing a longhorn. How many cats can he possibly gore and still hold his head up? If he has how like many six ca- cats... How many cats are there going to be? I don't know. What are we limiting it to? Five? Should we limit it to five of It's not the longhorn. No, it's longhorns. Yeah, so there's multiple. There are multiple. They could trample the cats. So uh, Yeah, that's where I'm going. You're going. They're trampling the cats because they're tiny cats, not big cats. Exactly. It's a bobcat. All right, I will. Texas. I'll take Texas. write right, Longhorns though. In here, Longhorns. Texas Longhorns advance. We're going to pick the first two rounds here. No, we're going to pick it all the way through. Actually, I take it back. Utsa. This is the Roadrunners. I I don't. Done. I don't even know who they're playing because I'm not even looking at it. The Aggies. It's a Roadrunner. It's fast. Not, I mean, it's a little angry looking. Does it have sharp claws? Uh, Long. Yeah, it's got some nails. And a beak? Yes, it does have a rather large beak. And what are the Texas A&M Aggies? What are I they? believe it's Texas A&M Aggies. We're going to find it right now. Texas A&M. They have a lot of collies. I see a lot of collies here. Really? Are they the collies? Are we serious with this? It says Aggies. Yeah, what's an Aggie? I I don't know what an Aggie is. Yeah, why do they have Lassie on the side of their page? Uh, It's all over. It's Lassie. Are are we really, they are going to get credited with Lassie? That's who they're going to be as the Collies? This is their fault. They have an angry-looking guy with a hat that doesn't fit. It's like hooked up under his lower lip. That's stupid-looking, first of all. So I've got a guy with a dog taking on a a pack of Roadrunners. Now I need to change... Well, dogs can eat a bird, let's just be honest. The big bird. Roadrunners are a big bird. And they're fast. It's not like a flying pterodactyl. (laughs) (laughs) And and this guy, I mean, first of all, take off the hat. It doesn't fit. Your chin is way too big for that hat. I'm still looking at... uh, I'm taking the Roadrunner. Lassie. I'm taking the Roadrunner. As am I, as a matter of fact. UTSA Roadrunners. You also took them in your normal one because it was easier to write down. That's correct. <laughs> All right, Georgia Bulldogs taking on American University, and who knows what? What, what is American University anyway? I think they're just uh, like just like George Washington or something. Really? <laughs> it's a historical icon who's dead. American University mascot. Oh, I Ooh, see a bird. An eagle. It's an eagle. So we have an eagle matching up with a bulldog. Eagle, that's an easy pick for me. I'm going with you on that, too. So American. American Eagle. Not George Washington. No. If it was George Washington, that would be an American icon. I'm picking the American Eagle. College of Charleston. College of Charleston taking on Duke. Duke, of course, we know is the Blue Devils. College of Charleston, you're going to have to look up, Jeremy, because no one knows. And it's a Blue Devil. So, like, what? I mean, it's a Devil. It is a Devil. All right. Yes, an eagle. Okay, the eagle wins that one. College of Charleston, we have a blue devil. What's College of Charleston? Hmm, Might be some type of uh, large cat. Really? uh, Looks like it. I'm going to take the kitty. I don't think the devil has any powers. First of all, he's blue. He's kind (laughs) of cartoonish. I don't think Duke has... I don't think that devil is very powerful. Clyde the cougar. The cougar. Yeah. All right. I will take the... C O C Cougar. As will I. Okay. Uh USD versus UC Santa Barbara. So that's the Dons. Which one's the party which, school? Which again is a person. So yeah, if it was a party school battle, we know UCSB has it won. <laughs> so we've got the USD mascot. <clears throat> oh my goodness. This is a battle of two stupid looking people. <laughs> the toreadores or tor- Torceros? What does that say? <laughs> Torios. Well, first of all, the UCSB logo looks more intimidating. He like, has a mask and like yellow eyes. Okay, this is a matchup of people. This is a very interesting matchup. I like when we get good matchups like this. <sighs> Matt Garhoff on the uh, chat board. I am George Washington, and I will crush a roadrunner or cat or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm looking at UCSB. I should be looking at UCSB. Yeah, UCSB, they're the Gauchos. And this Gaucho, he's he's got a solid mustache. That is one of the best mustaches I've ever seen. Kind of looks like uh, Al Sueringian from Deadwood. I'm going to go with Al Sueringian. I think UC Santa Barbara. Over the Aztecs? No, no. Uh, UCSB taking on USD. Oh, yeah. He beats USD. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, Gaucho. uh, look, he waves the little thing. He's a Toreador. He's got the stupid bullfighting hat. Well, the logo looks a little bit more intimidating on the uh, NCAA uh, page. Sorry, USD. You gotta, you gotta be better than that. All right, this is the Swear Engines. New Mexico State, Arizona, Arizona Wildcats, New Mexico State Aggies. Again? And the logo guy looks like he has a gun. So a winner. <laughs> He does have a weapon. Yeah, he's got dual pistols. As a matter he's of fact, the winner for me, New Mexico State. That he's got like a, a gun, right. so he could shoot all the Wildcats. New Mexico State. New Mexico State wins in the first round over the Wildcats. Yep. A lot, I don't know. It's a lot of Wildcats. He better have some. He better have some movie six shooters. Endless ammunition in his six shooter. The Oregon Ducks. Yeah, over the Miami Hurricanes. Ooh, Ducks and Hurricanes. See, these natural disasters kill me, literally. God. It's a hurricane. The Where, hurricane. What's a duck going to do? Duck's not going to do anything. Nope. All right, Miami. That's the easy one. I've got to put it in here so we don't have to look them up again next time. No, that's a good Let's call. Go back. Fairfield, which now I need to look them up. And okay. See what they are. Nebraska's a corn husker. Ooh, Fairfield looks like a deer. Really? With lots of antlers. Hold on. Fairfield. Yeah, that is a lot of antlers. Those are some angry-looking antlers. If you go to their regular mascot, though, his antlers are kind of sad. The, the drawn version is much angrier than the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer-looking mascot. So we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed, red-nosed Reindeer taking on a corn husker. It's a deer. It's got to be the deer for me. I'm looking at the Cornhusker. Oh, my God, he's fat. Fairfield Stags. I mean, it's like a 12-point buck. Yeah. Fairfield wins. Yep. Uh, You know, the Cornhusker would do fine, but he's just too fat. He's been eating too much of his own product. Ooh, what's Jacksonville? Because we have the Florida Florida Gators, which is legit. It's not the Jaguars. Nope. (laughs) This is great radio. That's fine. Everybody else should be doing this at the same time. Jackson. Ooh, looks losing. like a dolphin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, dolphin loses. This is, this is the ace on representative, by the way. It is a dolphin. Yep. Wow. Dolphin versus a gator? <laughs> gator. Gator. That's easy. Georgia Southern against the Seminoles. Really. Georgia Southern. Looks like an eagle. Well a Native American. Okay, hold on. Georgia Southern. The Georgia Southern Eagles, huh? Yeah. I'm Whoa, going. that's a ferocious looking eagle. It too. is, But I'm going uh I'm going Native American. I'm not. I'm Ooh. gonna go with the Eagles okay. because and here's here's my logic. The Native Americans revere the Eagle. They stop moving, pray to the Eagle, said Eagle. Comes down, lands on their head, pecks their eyes out. Winner, eagle. You may not be praying as much when it's trying to peck your eyeballs out. Just get true, out but there. eagles are fast and strong. We have to have an agreement on this, though. Why? Well, because it gets messy after that. No, we don't. Okay, never mind. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna... This is your, your mascot challenge. It's not we're battling each other. All right. It can be the same. North Carolina, Tar Heels. Yep. Losing to the Cow Bears. It's Bears and, and Turtles? Tar Heels. A Tar Heel. What is a Tar Heel is like a turtle-type looking thing. No, I think it's a person with no, Tar Heel. No, it's not a person with... <laughs> a Tar Heel is an animal. Are you sure, Kevin? Look. The Tar Heel logo. It's like a ram. It's some sort of ram. Still a cow bear. And look, that that's a Tar Heel. Yeah, see? Tar Heel. Cow bear. It doesn't matter if it's rams or if it's people. Look, what's with the angry ram? Tario, Yeah. (laughs) Cow bear for me. Cow bears. Cow bears. Bears. It's a bear. Bears. This is an eagle, right? Georgia Southern was an eagle. Yeah. Milwaukee taking on Wisconsin. Hey, Badgers. The Badgers are going to be tough. I don't care what Milwaukee is. Milwaukee looks like some sort of Jaguar. Really? Yeah. Now, see. Jaguar against a Badger. I think that's what it is. Let's look it up. A jaguar against a badger. I don't know. That is... Pounce the panther. Pounce the panther. Yeah, he's black. Over a badger? Is it a honey badger or just a regular badger? Regular badger. Mm -hmm. Striped. I might have to go panther. Badgers are tough. Badgers are like the A-10 warthog of the mascot environment. But won't the panther eventually wear it down? Just because it's bigger. Yeah. Panthers. Who is this, Milwaukee? Yep. Milwaukee Panthers. I don't know about our logic. That works for me. Illinois, the Illini. Again, we have an Indian tribe taking on Moorhead State. Again, another, I think they're the war eagles, aren't they? It's more eagles and, and Native Americans? Yeah, I'm going Native Americans. Moorhead State. Oh, my goodness. That's an even angrier-looking eagle. It looks cool. That eagle might be 15 feet tall. Look at his beak. I'm picking the eagles again. Mm. I'm going Native American. More head states. So, for those counting at home, that's twice now I've picked against the Illini. I think I'm no longer allowed to go back to Illinois. Nope. And uh, we may not be able to have anybody on the show again. Louisville. Louisville. This is another Cardinals, Correct. I really have a problem with these wimpy mascots. You can only anger up a you can only anger up a small bird so far. The Marquette. What are they? I don't know. Look at Duke or something. I don't know. I mean, this is a, this eagle is. Pl- or, pardon me. This cardinal is plenty angry. He is. He is really not happy. He, someone pooped in his cornflakes, <laughs> and. And he's pissed. I mean, look at—he's got a full set of human teeth inside of that beak, which, first of all, is really weird. What about Marquette? First of all, theirs says "Be the Difference," which I like. <sighs> really? The other one was the. What uh, was the. The Marquette mascot. Here we go. Well, we're into more eagles. We're into more birds. Are the Golden Eagles? So the Golden Eagles versus, Oh, the Eagle wins. An eagle versus a cardinal with human teeth. Eagle. Yeah, Marquette. Golden eagles. These are golden eagles. Remember that. That may come. That may be important against Moorhead State. Gotcha. Could they be, like, protected? I don't know. Moorhead State, that eagle is mean-looking, though. Whew. Okay. Purdue, the Boilermakers. Our Central Arkansas are bears. Even bears? Though, even though it's purple in this, the bear wins. Okay. Oh, Central Arkansas is the one with the funny bear, huh? Bear winner. Yeah. Bears... Sorry, Boilermakers. Bye, guys. You sure. may be really good at boiling and powering items while bears eat you. Missouri, the Mizzou Tigers, IUPUI. Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. Did I not get it right? Yeah. Is that actually what it is? Yeah. Right on. What are they? That's a great question. Where's the chat board? We need the chat board. The Jaguars. That's what they are. They're the Jaguars. Who? It's a jaguar versus a tiger. Ooh, this Ooh. is not easy. Tiger's bigger. This is not easy. Tigers are very solitary. are Jaguars. Don't get any traction there. Tigers, because it's bigger. It's yeah. a tiger. Tigers. So Missouri. The Mizzou. You spell Mizzou, it's you like you easier writing them in the Missouri. Uh, Mizzou, Tigers. Man. Alright, so that's one side completely done. Other side, Are you just it. doing the first round or are we going all the way this week? No, we gotta go all the way. Whew. This is we gotta so, pick it have to be home soon all right well let's, let's speed it up then huskies alabama state can we can we need some we need someone just to run the computer we need an intern for this next year uh Note alabama state self. is a bee that's <laughs> a hornet it's some type I of thought the, i thought the the dogs were in trouble some type of uh flying wasp looking thing all right i'll take the huskies huskies easy enough all right, uh, LSU, the Tigers taking on the Michigan Wolverines. We know how, Tiger. It's our second Tiger-Wolverine matchup. It's a Tiger, always. Tiger? I'm going to take the Wolverines. Really? Yep. Deal with it. It's a Tiger. Nope. Uh, Creighton and Arkansas. Arkansas is the pigs, Razorbacks. The other one's a, it's a bird. It's like a blue jay. It's a blue jay? That's what it looks like. I don't even know how these two fight. It's like two non-fighting species. Well, if the blue jay, if the bird's on the ground, Razorback wins. If yeah, the birds flying around. They can't fight. If so. a pig can fly, anything's possible. Wow! If a pig, I'm going Arkansas. I'll take the pig. I'm sure that pig prefers to be called a razorback. Well, it's a pig. Wichita State, which looks like a. It's a Shockers. Yeah, but their mascot is. I don't. That's this. This is the shocker, Kevin, right here. <laughs> and they're not afraid to throw it either. Shocker. The students throw it. Shocker. Three, you go going. Yeah. Go three. That's. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that entirely alone. Rock'em, sock'em, Jayhawks, or the Shockers? The Jayhawks or the Shockers. The Shocker is their mascot is a guy with a bunch of wheat coming off the top of his head. He looks like the straw man from Wizard of Oz. And the Jayhawk on this looks like he's smiling and has his arms tucked in as like doing the wing flap behind him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's goofy looking. Yeah, I'm. I'm still going Jayhawk though, just because I like saying Jayhawk, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. All right, Jayhawks. Which uh, sets up an interesting next round matchup when we get back to the pigs versus the Jayhawks. I don't. know. These next two things can't fight, but if you're a rainbow, you lose automatically. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not really the rainbows though. You're the Rainbow Wahine, so you're actually a person. You are a housewife, in Well, then Polynesian. you're losing to Idaho State, which looks like a tiger to me. Well, that's what somebody said, right? Yeah. What do we have? We had that already. They're dead to me. The, the Rainbow Wahine, they, just, they go nowhere in this whole matchup. Ooh, Arizona State, oh, that's Sun Bangle, Devils. Oh, a Bengal Tiger. Sun Devils. Hold on. Yes. BYU Cougar. Remember last year we got to the Penn State and the BYU Cougars? That was last year. Yeah. We ended up with that matchup. The Sun Devil has the, uh, the pitchfork thing. Oh, the Trident? Yeah. The Trident taking on the Cougar? I'm going Trident. I am too, actually. All right, ASU Sun Devil. And ASU, I'll be on your campus next weekend. There you go. Colorado State, the Rams, taking on Cal State Northridge. Again, another Toreador. So what's gonna like? I don't think the Rams are gonna fall for the sheet like the Bull does. You don't think so? No, I don't think a Ram. I think a Ram is a small version of a Bull. I think if you get hit with the horns of this of said Ram, you're done. I'm going Ram. Really? Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Torreadors their due here. I'll go with the CSUN. This pen that I have borrowed from you, like every other letter works. So, no, I'm good. I have a Sharpie. All right. Uh, New Hampshire, who knows? USC, Trojans. New Hampshire, the Wildcats. Wildcats, I'm taking Trojans. Me too. You're welcome, Gardhoff. Because they have a sword. We all know they have a sword. They're going to be a... And you know what? I'm going to pick it right now. USC defeats CSUN because the Trojans... I mean, one has a cape, one has a sword. It's just, I'm picking that round right now. (laughs) Here we go, Stanford the Cardinal taking on Hampton. And isn't the Cardinal, isn't it just the color? It's not even, it's not the bird. Yeah, but they use the bird sometimes. But They use the tree. They they use the tree. Uh, Because of that, I'm going with the Hampton Pirates. So it's the Pirate versus a tree? It's Pirate. Pirate has a lot at his disposal. He's probably got a ship. Definitely has a cannon or two. He has a sword in his thing here. Pirate, Hampton. I don't. I don't know what first round. What first round matchup could Stanford possibly win? Oh, here I go. Here I go. Oh! The Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Yep.
2: Oklahoma the Sooners. Sooners.
3: I, I don't know. The Sooners are riding around. They're they're out there exploring the West. They Sean, get wiped out by the tide. Sean Manzi. Trees last 350 years. <laughs> and, and can fall on you. <laughs> You're going tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. That sounds like a legit argument. Cyclones against Buffaloes, winners. Really? It's a cyclone. I will figure out a way to defeat it. <laughs> Trust me, they are not making the finals. Sorry, Iowa State. Radford, what are they? Minnesota's a golden gopher. It's different than a regular gopher because it's gold-colored. Does it say Radford Highland? What does that say? What is, what is Radford? Radford. Highlander. Highlander? Uh, the Highlander is immortal, by the way. Well, hold on. I once saw a show in Amsterdam that featured... And the Minnesota Gopher Highlanders. Oh, look at this. He is a Highlander. He's a Scottish Highlander. That's what he is. He's got a kilt. Yeah. It's Braveheart. Yeah. So Braveheart taking on a the Gopher. Gold. Braveheart. The Golden Variety. Braveheart. Braveheart. Bradford. And I've got the matchup I want in the second round. I've got my logic already <laughs> figured out. Uh, Bradford Bravehearts. Or the, the Radford William Wallace's. So the Duquesne Dukes against the Kentucky Wildcats. Wildcats versus Dukes. How big are said Wildcats? Because it's just a like, like your cats. You could throw them outside, and all of a sudden they're wild. Yeah, and and really, uh, even a Duke could handle that. I'm going Duke. Uh, I'm looking at Duke here. Wildcats. Yeah. Whew. If you look at the logo, it is a ferocious wildcat. But how big is it? It's. Uh, it looks large. It's a big paw. Either way, it might be only partially grown, and when it grows into its paws, it's going to be really ferocious. And a duke like Duke doesn't have like any weapons other than like it's gold. No, the no. So we're going Kentucky. I mean, unless he's got some conscripts, but we're not. Kentucky takes it. Ohio State looks like another cat against the Michigan State. No, I'm sorry, Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Which is some type of cat going against the Michigan State Spartans. Spartans so I'm going with Spartan. MSU Spartans. Okay, we're almost there. This is going to go quick on the next round. So Utah, Utah Utes, Utes, yeah, against Yale, which is a bulldog. So it's a person against a bulldog. Against a bulldog. <laughs> I've seen a bulldog's jaws. It's not doing anything against the person. Native Americans are dominating my bracket. Utah, the Utes, uh, LIU Brooklyn against the Nittany Lion. Nittany Lion. It's a looks like some type of eagle. eagle. LIU. Yeah. Now the Nittany Lion. It's a it's a lion, but it's a refined lion. He has on a smoking jacket. He has a cup of tea next to him. He's sitting in your grandfather's chair next to the fireplace telling stories like uh, like Jim Henson would do. It's back in the day on the TV specials. Oh, maybe it's a raven. So it's a smaller than a, oh, than it's a, a raven? hawk or an eagle, yeah. It's a raven? It's a nittany lion. What's he going to do? Quote nevermore? Nittany lion. Yep. Penn State. Nittany lion. All right, here we go. Round two. Jeremy's gonna pin down quickly. We got it all now. Longhorns taking on roadrunners. Longhorns. It's a longhorn. Okay. I I It'll have, just to, step I on have it. no argument there. Yeah. Eagles and cougars. Oh man. This is tough. I'm assuming it's the bald eagle, which is the you know, United States basically bird. And it's a huge eagle. I'm picking the United States. You're probably picking communist cougars. Oh, what a jerk. I will take the Eagles. All I'm right. going Eagles too. It's the UC Santa Barbara swear Engines. Against New Mexico State. What did we decide New Mexico State was? They were... Um, I didn't write it down. One moment. The Aggies. But they have a gun. Oh, this is the twin gun. Yeah, and this logo, it has a gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Swirinjan, he's he's, uh, he's conniving and so on, but I'm going to New Mexico State. Me too. All right. Uh, hurricanes taking on Fairfield. What was Fairfield, the cat? The Stags. Stags? Hurricanes. Oh, so this is deer versus a hurricane? Yeah. You're out. Hurricanes. But I'll eliminate them in the next round, too. Gators and eagles. How Again, how do we even fight a gator and an eagle? Even if an eagle is dive-bombing it, the gator's skin is tough. Yeah, but... Gator. Eagles are smart. Oh, you went Georgia Southern. I went Florida State Seminole. Okay, you. so you have people. So I have a person that has... could From a distance, I'm going Florida State. Really? Because he has, could have, like... You see him at football games. He's riding on a horse. I'm going to advance the Gators. Bears and Panthers. Is that the matchup you have, or you have something else? I have a bear and a panther. Bear and a panther. I'm going to go with the more agile panther. And I don't know what kind of bear it is. It's just a California brown bear, black bear. Yeah, California doesn't have a lot of big bears down here. They're bigger bears of north. I'll go with the panther, too, just because it sounds cooler. Moorhead State Eagles against the Golden Eagles. Well, obviously, if you're an eagle and you're golden... You're better. But I have the Illini against the Eagle, and I'm still going with the Illini, Native right. Americans. Even though Moorhead, they have a mean-looking Eagle, man. What's a mean-looking Eagle. And then the Purdue, Central Arkansas Bear. Purple Bear. Friendly, weird-looking, fuzzy purple Bear. Kind of looks like the snuggle bear. But in their logo on here, he looks ferocious. He's ferocious? Against the Missouri Tigers. The Missouri Tigers. Tigers. Mizzou Tigers. Man, I don't this know. is not an easy pick. I'm going bear on this one only because the bear and their logo looks really ferocious. Bears, bears, the bears. I'm going grill class up to Seattle when we travel. Husky or tiger? Husky or Wolverine? I'm going tiger. I'm going Wolverine. Over a. Hu- it's a husky. Have you seen a husky? It if have... you want to pull it, you're to right. A, a the, sled... You're right. It shouldn't have lost to the. It shouldn't have beat the tiger of the round before. Oh. I went tiger. Razorbacks or Jayhawks. Pigs and birds. Pigs. Living together. Pigs. It's an angry pig. A tiger versus... What was Arizona State? Bengals versus a Sun Devil. I think the Sun Devil has some power here. He has that. He's got that pitchfork. And he probably has other powers. I'm going ASU too. He He can harness other powers for sure. We already picked this next one. The Trojans stabbed to death the Matador. What was that one? Colorado State? That was CSUN. I had the no tro- no see I had Colorado State the Ram a Ram over Trojan? the Trojan I'm still going Trojan yeah true then that's gonna be a good matchup with the Trojan against the Sun Devil what's Hampton again it defeated the Car the Pirates oh the Pirates that's right over the Roll Tide now see yeah pirate has a ship Pirates win Pirate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right Cyclones against the William Wallace's I'm- even if you're immortal it's a cyclone. No. You're going uh, Highlander? I'm I'm taking the Highlander because they just go up in the highlands and hide in a cave. So there's my logic. The William Wallace's win. No, I'm going Cyclone because you can only deal with wind for so long. All right. William Wallace's are victorious. Kentucky Wildcats. Because eventually the, the water's even cold up there. Look, it's a home match for the higher rated William Wallace's. And yeah, the Cyclone matter. can't even do it up there. they got to be in the tropics. No, they don't, actually. There are multiple types. There can be Arctic Cyclones, so you're screwed. All right, fine. Kentucky Wildcats. Spartan. Taking on the Spartans. Yeah, I'll take the Spartans. All right. Utes, again. This is a Native American tribe once again facing the threat of mountain lions. I'm going Ute. I will take Utes as well because they lived in that territory. They've been dealing with mountain lions for years. Cut. Back to the other side. Longhorns and eagles. How do they even fight? How do they keep fighting birds? There's two rounds of birds. I'm going longhorn. I'm going eagles. I like the eagle argument here. You're un-American for picking a long. Yep, them. you're right. New Mexico State, the Swear Engines. Against the hurricane. Uh, hurricane. Oh, no, I'm sorry. New Mexico, twin guns versus a hurricane. Can't shoot a hurricane. You can't shoot a hurricane, but you can survive it. The hurricane eventually runs out of steam. New Mexico State. No, nope, hurricane. Okay. okay. You're wrong. You're un You're going to win your bracket. You're going to have a hurricane versus a cyclone. You're un-American. Stupid. New Mexico State, twin guns. That's what it is. Twin guns. Okay. I now have a Seminole versus a Panther. I have a Gator versus a Panther. Seminal. gosh Panther the Gator Gator in your bracket yeah I gotta go Gator alright Golden Eagles I have against the Bears I think Purple Bears win I have the Illini against the Bears and I'm liking the Purple Bears so I'm going Bear Purple Bears okay next up Wolverines and Pigs this is an easy pick for me I have a Tiger and a Razorback I'm going Tiger Okay. It's a tiger. Sun Devil and a Trojan. Uh-oh. Ooh. Now, it Really gets interesting. Because the Sun Devil, the only thing we know is that he has the pitchfork type looking thing. I think he controls the weather. I think he controls the weather like uh, Halle Berry. Well, and where, where are we fighting? Are we fighting in the deserts of Arizona? Because then maybe the Trojan, with all his gear on, gets overheated. Maybe, but the Trojans took over southern Spain. It's the same type of terrain. Come on. Almeria or Tucson? Not that big a difference. Man. I'm taking the Sun Devils. I think his magical powers, whatever they may be, went out. You let us know what you decide. I'm going Trojan. Pirates against the William Wallaces. Uh, I have pirates versus cyclone. And here's the thing. Cyclones can be over water, and I think the pirates can withstand so I'm going pirates. Really, the pirates sail through. Yep. I have the pirates defeating the William Wallace's because they just shell them. All the William Wallace's are up on there going ah, and showing their arses, and the pirates are shooting with cannonballs. Nice. It's all over. Arses, cannonballs. Spartans and Utes. Spartans. So now we really have a battle of cultures here. Spartans. Spartans for sure. They're highly trained, and the Utes, well, they're good with nature. So, elite eight. I have Eagles. Taking on twin guns, and sorry, the twin guns win, because what's more American than guns, mm-hmm. NRA? I have the Longhorns taking on a hurricane. Okay. And a hurricane doesn't really go over land, so how do you fight? And it goes over land a little bit. I mean, they could flood out. It's true. It could cause other disasters. Yeah. Hurricane. Uh, see? You're having trouble. Gator and purple bears. I'm taking purple bears. I think, they, I think they can handle enough water to handle the gator. No, I have the seminal and the purple bears. And I've been all bear so far, but I have a feeling the Seminole would win. Okay. I've got Central Arkansas on the final four. Wolverines taking on the Sun Devils. The Sun Devils are on a tear. I have the tr- the Tigers taking on the Trojans. You put the Trojans through. Wow. Good you. Tigers and Trojans? Yeah. Swords, man. I mean this has played out in the Coliseum before. That's true. We've seen this. Trojans. Okay. Final four. Pirates, Spartans. Pirates and Spartans. I don't What do you do here? It's kind of fighting on two different territories. Pirates are disorganized. Spartans are very organized. Pirates have cannonballs, air support. I'm going with Spartans. Air support? Well, cannonballs flying through the air. I have Spartans, too. I will take the Spartans to win. So here's my final four. I've got New Mexico State twin guns taking on the Purple Bears of Central Arkansas. I have the Sun Devils of ASU taking on the Michigan State Spartans. All right. I have the... Natural Disasters taking on the Natural Disasters. I have True. the Hurricanes of Miami taking on the Seminoles of Florida State. Well, this seems like it might have happened. True. And then the Trojans of USC taking on the Spartans of Michigan State. I like that matchup. I have the Sun Devils and Spartans. I'm going to pick this one first. Uh, Sun Devils, while magical... Spartans highly organized. I'm advancing Spartans to the championship match. <sighs> Hurricanes versus Seminoles, as, as well as the Seminoles could probably sustain, like you're only walking around in a loincloth, like it could get cold after a while. You're going to get wet. Are TPs miserable. made of concrete? Yeah, that's a hurricane. Jesus. You're going to end up with a natural disaster final. Central Arkansas Purple Bears versus the New Mexico State Twin Guns. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the twin guns, they're way out of ammunition already. He didn't have any on his belt. He couldn't reload. He is done. Central Arkansas, the Purple Bears. He's out of bullets because he shot all the eagles. That's right. <laughs> they're not easy to hit, unless they're shooting like the guys in uh, The Walking Dead. Everyone's hitting headshots from 40 yards. Now, I have the Trojans versus the Spartans. So not an easy pick. No, but I feel after watching 300, the Spartans are better trained. So I'm going Spartans. Spartans. Okay, so we both have the Spartans in the final. I have them facing off with Purple Bears. How did you eliminate the Cyclones, by the way? The Cyclones lost to the Pirates. Huh, okay. pirates, pirates withstood. Interesting. I've got Spartans and Purple Bears. I have Spartans and Hurricanes. Big, mythical Purple Bears. I'm going to take the Spartans. The Spartans win my challenge. Mm. You know what's funny? Congratulations, Michigan State. You know what's funny? I have the same. You know why? Because I feel like the Spartans would endure during the hurricane. Really? It may, not, may not all the Spartans that started aren't going to finish, but the hurricane can only last a while. Finally, someone outlasts the hurricane. Spartans. Congratulations. We both have the same team. That's we both have the Spartans win. Let us know who you had win your mascot challenge. Tweet oh, at us at The Net Live or go on facebook.com slash The Net Live and let us know. Be, don't be afraid to pick your regular bracket. We will continue to follow our regular brackets all the way through. We will pick them all the way through and see how people do. I'll finish up my picks here in a second. Texas-Nebraska is a tough one for me, as is Penn State-Stanford. Actually, I'm having trouble with Stanford-Minnesota. That's the matchup I'm having trouble with. I'm having trouble with the lower left side of the bracket. I picked Mizzou. And now I'm confused between Nebraska-Texas because it's in Nebraska, if it gets to that point. I have North Carolina going through to the Elite Eight, and I have Mizzou winning and going to the Final Four. They're my dark horse pick this year. Because SC can't qualify as a dark horse pick. Mm. On the other side, I have Washington, USC, and the regionals, and Stanford and Penn State. And I don't know where to go from there yet. I'm going to put uh, Minnesota through Stanford. And I'm going to put Penn State through to the Final Four again. I, I, I think they're a good team, as much grief as I've given them for their road to the Finals. And I'm going to give you Nebraska. My Final Four is Nebraska, Mizzou, USC, and Penn State. I'm going to pick USC to defeat Penn State. I'm going to pick Nebraska to defeat Mizzou. And I'm going to pick USC national champions. Interesting, Kevin. There's your pick right there. They take two freshmen and a sophomore on the outside. The defense of Natalie Haglund, the middle play of Olgart, and Mick Haley picks up his fifth national title, third with USC, first since 2004, <laughs> or maybe 2003. There you go. Now, I may not have all of my bracket filled out, but I can tell you who I think is going to win. Okay. Penn State. Do you think they do it again? I do. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you have them facing off with Minnesota or Stanford? Stanford. Okay. I think that's going to be a good match. If, if it comes down to Penn State and Stanford, that's going to be a really – really good match. So I'll finish up my bracket. I'm going to hop on Cam's thing too and I'll fill out there and as you should too.
2: So I will I'll put CRs. this bracket
3: in. But uh for radio purposes, you heard me say I have Penn State winning it. And you got a lot of net live today. You got a lot of net live. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. We had a good time. I got to go drop off my Prius cuz the main battery has gone bad. And then I'll be back. Awesome. We'll be back next Monday with another show. We'll have some coaches on, coaches that have advanced to the next round. You know there's going to be upsets. You've got to pick them somewhere. Get on VolleySourceMag.com and pick your brackets. I think Vinny Lopes often does a, a pick them as well. I can't remember if Vinny sent me a note, but be sure to check out Off the Block just in case. I'm also going to Seattle. Americans. We will be in Seattle. We uh, arrive Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon up there, and we will be there until Saturday morning. Doing Should the show fun. Friday, correct? Doing the show Friday. From uh, the Gold Medal Square to Booth, Gold Medal Square, kind enough to bring us up there, and we are also sponsored by Court and Spark. When we get to that, we have a all going to be there Spark for the show. premiere of that. We will be there Sweet. for the premiere. I'm hosting the premiere. I guess we have to be there then. We will get a chance to see that. So it's going to be a, a great weekend. But there's a lot of volleyball to be played between now and then. We will keep you covered here on the Net Live. Kevin and Jeremy checking out on a Monday. See you next week. Jay Hossett going to be in studio in just a couple of weeks. In studio. In studio. Goodbye.